Hello listeners, just wanted to pop in real quick with a heads up before we get started. Uh, there are some technical issues with Dylan's audio in this episode, but I don't think it's anything too crazy. If it sounds like Dylan is missing a word occasionally, it's because he is. Enjoy the episode. Hello listeners and welcome to the Pod Pod Fruit, One Piece Through New Eyes. On today's episode, we will be discussing Volume 5, titled For Whom the Bell Tolls. Volume 5 covers chapters 36 through 44. I am the host, Michael, and with me as always, we have our One Piece rookies, V and Dylan. Hello. Hello. Let's begin. Volume 5 begins with the Usopp pirates and Kaya fleeing through the forest to escape Django the Hypnotist. Due to Kaya's illness affecting her, Django is able to catch up. On the beach, Zoro defeats Butchie and escapes with Usopp to save Kaya. Kuro and Luffy begin their fight. The two fight and talk about why they are fighting as Kuro's past is revealed. Kuro then threatens to kill everyone, including his crew, as he unleashes his ultimate attack. Meanwhile, in the forest, the Usopp pirates make a vain attempt to bring down Django. The noise allows Usopp and Zoro to locate them. With Zoro's help, Usopp saves Kaya and the children by defeating Django with a well-placed bullet from his slingshot. Angered by Kuro's disrespect for his own crew, Luffy restrains Kuro's movement and successfully defeats him with a well-placed headbutt. Usopp decides to keep the battle a secret, believing it is better for the Syrup Village. He also decides he will become a real pirate and officially disbands his crew. To reward the Straw Hat pirates, Kaya, with her servant, Mary, gives a new ship to them, the Going Mary. Though initially planning to travel alone, Usopp is unexpectedly recruited to the crew. The Straw Hat crew work on their own Jolly Roger flag. As they sail, they meet bounty hunters Johnny and Yosuku. After helping cure Yosuku of his scurvy illness, the Straw Hats realize the importance of recruiting a cook for the crew and Johnny points him in the direction of the restaurant Baratier to help find a cook. The crew arrive at Baratier. Luffy starts trouble with some Marines, which damages the Baratier. The Marine leader, full body, later tries to impress his date inside the restaurant. But after being humiliated by the sous chef Sanji, his revenge attempt ends in disaster. Luffy... Loser. I'm cutting that. <laughs> Luffy negotiates on a way to fix the damages to the Baratier restaurant. A Marine prisoner named Jin manages to get loose on the Baratier, but is easily beaten due to being hungry. Sanji later secretly provides Jin with food. Seeing this, Luffy decides that Sanji should join his crew as their cook. And that is our summary of Volume 5. Again, just a reminder, we're going to let the rookies go first with their takes on each chapter, and then I'll come in for closing comments and my own thoughts there as well. Last time we started off with Dylan, or no, we started off with V because I gave her such a wonderful introduction. You did, yes. That last is time we started off with V. Which last was lovely and flattering. Thank you so much, it was, it was. It was really nice. I maybe yes. yes. should have toned it down a little bit. No one has ever been that nice to me ever. So Yeah, I I get that. Yeah. No, no that's actually kind of sad. I'm sorry to hear that. No one's been that no one's ever been that nice to me yet, like still. <laughs> we'll make we'll make an introduction for you, Michael, at some point. Uh, Maybe. All right. 
Well, with that being said, Dylan, you are going to take uh, chapter 36, first thoughts on the chapter. Um, yeah, go for it. Okay. And then basically, like, from what I'm seeing, like, from reading and rereading this, um, for this volume, it's probably going to be a pretty quick one. Was um pretty pretty action heavy for the most part. But the biggest thing I really loved from um this chapter specifically was all the uh the Shango just like Michael Jackson shots. Where it's just like no, this was one hundred percent based on Michael Jackson. Because you've got the the one the one scene where he's like cutting down the forest, he's looking for the kids, he's holding the hat. Just the Michael Jackson stuff in uh, general. Yeah, it's just it's just the fact that he's just like leaning so heavily into it. It's to me it's funny. He might, he might think he is Michael Jackson. I mean he probably hypnotized himself. Yeah, right. Probably like, That's probably a great like, you point. are Michael Jackson's quote. Michael Jackson's ca- uh, canon in One Piece. He's still um, alive. And also, like, um, because you see, um, like, a Kuro's trying to keep him from all going. Usopp's being like, oh, I gotta save everyone. Kuro's like, all right, Butchie, take care of him. And then at this point, Zolo had trouble with him before, just like one shots him essentially, and just handles him, even though he's been hypnotized to be really strong. He got his swords back. Yeah. Oh yeah, true. The whole look how anime I am. I have three. Listen, Dylan, don't start. Hey, Bert. It's too early. I got. It's too early to start, Dylan. I got, Bert? <laughs> it's too early. Um, Come on. And the funny thing, and like also, like you can start to tell that like, Luffy and them are, are really considering him a part of the crew. Usopp, that is. Because um, all the pirates are like, oh, look how stupid he looks, like, making insults when his butt's in the air. And then Luffy just throws a boulder at him. And it's just like, if you make fun of him again, I'll kill you all. Which I will admit, this... This volume, for sure, and this will probably be my finishing note on it, because I don't really have much else to add, because it's mostly, like, fight sequence, this one. This volume is starting to get, like, dealing with a lot heavier topics. You're starting to see, like, death. I'm sure at one point in the volume, you see a guy who loses an arm, though. From before, where it was a lot more of the goofy, and now it's like, okay, no, like, got a lot of people getting severely injured. Uh, it's, a, it's a good start. This one, I read this, I was like, ooh, this is going to be a good volume. But that's all I got on this chapter. Yeah, um, definitely an action-packed one for sure. Great way to sort of start the volume off with a with a bang. Um, and we actually start this chapter with uh, the children and well, the the Usopp pirates. But in my in my heart, they're they're sweet little kiddos. And I was just thinking that these children are absolutely precious, and they're so proud to represent Usopp. Um, I think last episode Dylan was was saying how Usopp may be a bad influence on them, but I kind of like to think that they have a good influence on him in a it way because a I feel influence. like he's right. But I think I think they cause him to show up for them. Like I think it, it, their presence holds him accountable in a way, yeah. and. Knowing what kind of people he surrounds himself with helps redeem him a little bit, and it makes me think that he didn't really have any rel- any bad intentions when he lied. It's just again, I I kind of stand by my um my initial thesis of it being a self esteem thing. Um, now I like I've said numerous times before, that's not the way to go about it. I don't think it was productive or healthy. But I stand by what I said previously about um, Usopp having, you know, good intentions and not meaning any real harm by it. Um, And then, yeah, Dylan spoke about uh, Django. And (laughs) my first thought was, as ridiculous as Django looks, I would be fucking terrified if he was chasing me through the woods with, like, his little flying blades or shuriken or whatever. Like, I would... 
personal? I would be. I would <laughs> shit my pants. I don't want to be chased through the woods by anyone, no. really, but especially someone who's like dressed up. Right, oh, guns like, exist it, in this it, world. It, oh. but, but like Django chasing you through the woods and a clown chasing you through the woods, like a corporate wants you to tell you know the difference between both pictures. They're the same thing. Um. Right. Yeah, so scary, scary motherfucker, honestly. Um, I was also thinking um, that the the point that we made last episode about how much of a psychopath Kuro is, is driven even further in this, um, in this chapter. Usopp straight up confronts him about it, and Kuro just reiterates what he truly, ha- that he never truly has cared for Kaya, and that his only intent was to use and hurt her. Like, he's, he, it's like he's, he has a chance to have an out on what he said previously through Usopp's confrontation, and he still fully embraces that rage and that anger. And I'm like, man, he is truly heartless. Like, there is nothing human there. And it's it's honestly kind of terrifying. Um, I did have a V fangirl moment. Um, oh. So, yes. Yes, I did. So <laughs> let me actually try to find the panel. Uh, I'm just, yeah, I'm going through the, the chapter. Why? But there's this panel at some point of... There's a half page with him pinning down Butchie with the sword on his throat and saying, you've been a very bad kitty. Yeah, I can't say I'm too surprised you like that I, a lot. I, like, that had me all sorts of hot and bothered. I was like, what are you doing, sir? I've been a bad kitty. Right, who's got the ice water? <laughs> Please pin me down, honestly. You've been a bad dragon. Oh, well, yeah, no. Anyway, <laughs> cut it. Cut yeah. the podcast. End it now. <laughs> oh. Yeah, it's just this half page of him like over Butchie, and I was like, "Oh God!" Was like, His me dick now. is less than a foot away from Butchie's well, face. So lucky him. I do um, want to mention though. I <laughs> didn't mention it, but um, you do. We do get to see a lot of like Luffy's like move book or whatever you want to call it, because you do see like. We got to see the gum gum spear, gum gum whip, gum gum pistol, gum gum whatever the fuck you call it. So right. We didn't get to see a lot of that. It was cool to see his like his whole move. That that's right. true. Yeah. Breaking out the toolbox. Yeah, and kind of speaking to that, I don't think we've ever seen Luffy quite this angry before. Um, um, when he's looking back at Kuro's crew and telling them that he'll kill them if they keep laughing at Usopp, like there, it's like pure rage. In Luffy, and I don't know that we've seen that before in in um, in the previous volumes, and it kind of speaks to his selflessness, which I still think is tied to his lack of self awareness. Because you know, Luffy's gonna lose. There is no self. Exactly. Exactly. That's true. There is no self. There's only like the collective. It's so strange. There's no Luffy. Only Zool. He's yeah. <laughs> um. Also, I did want to point out that there's a the full page with Zoro slashing through Butchie was really well drawn. 
Um, and it's super dynamic. You have the movement lines. You have like the slash across his belly and the blood splurting out and the like uh, onomatopoeia as he's screaming, get out of my way. That was a super nice dynamic shot. I really, really enjoyed that. That's like um, sonification. I found it weird that he uses like he uses stuff like slish and like schnick instead of like slash. Like the more common ones, which is what I, I found a little odd. He just brought that up and it's a slish across it. I was like, true. oh, that's different. Yeah. He addresses his use of onomatopoeia in one of the SBSs. I don't know if y'all remember oh, that, I but don't. like a writer was like, why don't you use this onomatopoeia instead of this one? He says, because that means something completely different than I'm trying yeah. to portray. I'm here, thinking so. slish maybe means that it's a more. Sh- Goopy? Uh, I was thinking shallow. That it's not quite as deep a okay. cut as a slash would that, be. That makes sense. Like it's more more of a surface. Trying to wound, not wound. kill. Yeah, okay. exactly. That That's of kind of what I'm thinking. But again, yeah, I, I guess I never had thought about the science of onomatopoeias, but it, it's it's, import, it's <laughs> important you? in a manga, right? Because that's how you get the... Yeah. That's your sound, right? It, it causes you to think about what sounds are being produced and, and it's trying to immerse you without having to... or without being able to make a sound. So I definitely do recognize the importance of it. Um... Yeah, and then I did really, really enjoy, and kind of to what Dylan was saying, I really enjoyed the encounter between Luffy and Kuro. I think it was a really good display of both of their skill sets. And you can see how closely they're matched. Like, they kind of, they give each other trouble. It's not like an easy fight for either either of them. Mm-hmm. And yeah, the, the gum gum spear with the legs, I love that. That was so good. That was a really good move. That's probably my favorite yeah. one so far. Yeah. Yeah. Close up on his toes. I'm sure Michael liked that. Yeah, Michael saw that pen and was like... <laughs> oh, yeah. Wait, them toesies. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> not, not Luffy toes. Sorry. Oh, Nami toes? Let's move on. From what I understand, it's Nami okay. anything. <laughs> <laughs> um... And then just towards uh, towards the end of this um, this chapter, I, I felt my motherly instincts kick in when I saw Django was closing in on the kids and Kaya. I had like the biggest urge to just kick him right in the nuts and to scoop the kiddos out and to run away with them. Like it was no joke. <laughs> I feel like Kaya, uh, uh, Kaya. I feel like uh, Django might catch you. I don't know how fast you are. I mean, I'm not that fast. Well, I can outrun the kids, so I'm good. <laughs> I got longer legs. Yeah. <laughs> the, the duality of man right here, V and Dylan. Wow. I would, still, I would defend them with everything I have. I would scream like a and fucking Dylan's banshee. Dylan's using them as bait. <laughs> anyway, that's uh, that's all I had for chapter 36. It was a good dynamic. It, it took me basically two minutes to read it because it was very, very um, captivating. Michael? Yeah, so one thing that uh, I wanted to bring up is the cover story. We do get to see Moji and Kabaji and Richie mm. running from, I think it's Orange Town. Um, and, you know, that's just kind of in addition to what we saw last time from Buggy, where he's, you know, just his little self. I did love self. that about all these chapters. Um, little st- stubby little, stubby little Buggy. We may even get a surprise visit from another character who we've probably forgotten about. We'll see. Um, but, yeah, yeah. Uh, this is a setup chapter. This is setting up the conflict to come. Um, you know, it's getting Zoro and Usopp on the way to take on Django. It's leaving Luffy alone with uh, uh, Kuro. And it's got some good stuff in between. Um, just 
who has a better bloody face than Usopp? That's true. Who who gets blood on them <laughs> that good? He's got that good. long nose, perfect for gripping. Yeah. It's like the shape of his right. face is made to be beaten into a pulp. <laughs> I'm sorry, Usopp. There's something about your face. I don't like it. Fix it. <laughs> no, but I know what you mean. They, they, The way they draw it on his face just fits. Like That was also the case in the previous um, volume. I know we pointed that out. The uh, Luffy threatening to kill uh, the crew, I don't think he had any intention of meaning that or anything like that. It was very striking to hear him threaten to uh, kill it's kinda like I thought he meant it because, oh, he doesn't throw that shit out without meaning stuff. I mean, I guess we'll see, but it was interesting. And I think the panel where Zoro beats Butchie could have been better. Um, I would have liked to have seen a nice full, like maybe a two-page okay. spread for that I bad mean, boy. Yeah. Uh, maybe a little bit more um, action-y. Uh, again, I, I'm not denying that, that Zoro is a, a fine man indeed. But <laughs> they, that that one, I think, was 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 cooler than the, the panel was portraying. Like, I would have liked to have seen him show out even, even more. Right. Um, but it was nice. You know, Luffy's entire... Uh, justification for fighting Kuro is to protect a friend. It's not the first time we've seen that. It won't be the last time we see it, but it, it just it's very cool to hear. Um yeah, I, I liked seeing Zoro carrying Usopp. Like that's that's hero shit. That's what heroes do. Oh, it um, is. Yeah. <laughs> it makes sense. You know, they're they're handicapping uh, Zoro by having to carry Usopp. Usopp clearly can't even move, so he's already handicapped. So these these you know these two guys are going to fight, um, and they're going to go take him on. And yeah, the children escorting Kaya, trying to take care of him, was also uh, pretty touching as well. Um, again, set up, getting ready for chapter thirty six. It was good. It was good stuff. But we got some really good stuff to come. Chapter thirty seven. Sure. Um... Okay, so chapter thirty again the 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 opening page with uh, Buggy chasing after the duck or the chicken with the little fork and the mm -hmm, knife. Mm -hmm. He's hungry. He's, he's a hungry boy. Um, yeah. So right off the bat, um, there's this. It's it's just it was such a good way to start the chapter, like a fantastic half page shot. Followed by a super simple but super impactful little tidbit of dialogue of die, not today. That was <laughs> so good. I was like, <gasps> instantly, this, the moment my eyes touched the page, not literally, I was like captivated. It was absolutely chef's kiss. Mwah. Delicious. Wonderful. Um, overall, a fantastic, great fighting sequence. I love... Koro running on Luffy's arm and kicking him right in the face. That was excellent. Super well drawn in the way that you see Luffy's cave kind of cave in around the shoe. I thought that was really cool. Um, and then we also... Yeah, I mean, I've... There's so much to say about the fighting scene that I didn't know where to... where to throw my attention, so to speak. Like... Everything about it was so good that I don't know what else to say other than this was an amazing fighting sequence and I loved it. Um, yeah. Um, I also had, because, um, you know, in, in 
a, f- a few episodes back now, um, I was talking about how I find that a lot of people overuse or use improperly flashbacks. And again, we have another display of what I think is a really good flashback. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm getting the, the impression that the author knows how to make the best use of that, that um, storytelling technique, um, which, like I said, can often be um, misused. Um, we really see how absolutely ruthless and self-serving Kuro is in that flashback. Um, there's this shot of him, this like half page of him that's kind of perched on the side of the ship with his shape and his claws in the moonlight. And then you see the bloody bodies slumped on the deck was like some level of epic badassness and just, it's a massacre, right? Mm -hmm. And it was so well drawn i was very impressed like i i kind of zoomed in to kind of look at the level of detail on that half page and it was it's it's it is clean. clean it's clean it's impressive it's um it it really brings you right into the scene and it's oppressive like you look at it and you're like holy shit and then i had kind of a moment of realization i think in in reading the the flashback is that guy that he has his foot on axe hand morgan because of his jaw, right? He has the metal jaw. Oh, and, and it was, was a broken like, jaw. That's a really good It was good a broken jaw. Because I, I saw his eyes and I'm I'm like, this. I know this Holy face. Holy shit, I think right? you're right. I, I'm looking at it right. I think that's him. It does look a lot like him. The nose. Well, it's when the I foot's covering his mouth is where me, you but, really right, see it. It's like, right, the side and this, the whole side of his mouth. And I was like, "This is Axehan Morgan. Holy shit!" Or I'm, I'm pretty sure it's not confirmed. They don't say anything, but I was just thinking, "Metal Jaw, this guy." And then I think that's a, a, um, a marine ship or um, a navy ship. Yeah, it's right. Navy, navy marine. Yeah. So I was like, I, I think that's it. Um. Anyway, so I think that's that's a, a catch I might have might have gotten. And I feel like um, this whole thing kind of explains his long con plan, right? Like it makes it makes it makes it make more sense, making the world believe that he's dead to be able to retire with the fortune, and that's it. Like he can rest easy, so to speak, from uh, from this point on. Um, mm-hmm. So a very story heavy, and like it, it was just a fantastic chapter. I love that chapter from start to finish. Um, I also had a really great moment of satisfaction when I saw Luffy kicking Kuro's ass. Um, and there was a little quip in there that I noted that said, mine's much bigger when they're, yeah, if you want to (laughs) compare plans, mine's much bigger. I was like, oh, Luffy, how delightful of you. As big as he stretches it out to be. Yeah, exactly. Cause, and he can stretch it, you know? Um, Anyway, so I, I really, I adored that chapter. That was a great, 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 great chapter. Dylan? Yeah, you covered a lot of good points. Um, it's kind of, I feel like the flashback really, like the flashback and like what he says before the flashback really, really covers like how great of a planner he actually is. He's already thought of it. He's like, oh yeah, like no, like Captain Crow's considered dead. And after we do this little heist, I'm going to kill all of you. So anyone who knew Captain Koro was alive is gone. So Captain Koro at that point is completely dead. And that was like, all right, you're a ruthless motherfucker, but 
it's a solid plan. The issue is you've got a crew full of loose ends, and those become uh, that many loose ends makes it hard to tie up. Um, I'm still just mind blown by the whole Axan Morgan thing. Because I'm sitting right? here looking at the panels, yeah, and I'm like, is he missing out. like his hand? Like, did his hand get chopped off? Can I see that somewhere? <laughs> but um, you also in the flashback you get a good point. Like you see the the ship's guards. Um, you got Butchie and the the weird gross one that's dead apparently, or hopefully. We're like, man, I know <laughs> he's our cat. Yeah, that, uh, just there's everything about it. it's like that's. You see that person at a bar. You're like, Butchie was gross too. Yeah, but Butchie's just like, nah, whatever. But um, it's like, oh yeah, he's our captain and everything. But man, he gives me the goosebumps. Jinkies. Uh, jinkies. Jinkies. I also love when he's like coming at him with the claw and he like picks up the boulder. It's like, oh, so you're not just good at... And then you go into the whole little... And then he just like smacks him in the head with the boulder. You shouldn't be a pirate. Does it actually show a hit? Uh, it, it makes it, okay, it, I it, guess makes it, it does. look like there was one that could just be like, oh, I'm surprised. But no, it looks like he got smacked. But yeah, and I just I love the line, if you don't want a reputation, you shouldn't be a pirate. Come on, that's day one shit, even though he doesn't know how to like... Nah. I just want to be a low-key pirate, you know, grab some treasure, have a couple drinks. In that case, just be a pickpocket and just call it a day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but no, like, great, great. Join yeah, the Navy. Great, great chapter. The flashback really, to me, sold a lot more of Kuro's character. It was just like, okay. Yeah, he's vile. I knew it before, but now it's like, mm, it's kind of unredeemed. But yeah, that's pretty much all I got on that. What you got, Michael? So I'm actually going to disagree a little bit with you guys. So while I thought the flashback was cool... I thought it was interesting. I don't know that it added a ton to the story at hand. You know, like we knew that he'd been setting up to make his, we knew that he'd been setting up to, you know, do his plan. And we knew that his crew had been waiting for him and all that. And I guess this shows us how he got there. But at this point, does knowing how he got to this point really change how this situation's going so on and so forth again again i don't want to take a ton away from it because it was cool it was definitely well drawn v double i want to back up your shout out to that one panel with the moon in the background and everything delicious uh clean 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 um i wrote down foot and face for luffy getting getting popped yeah you got him you got him pretty good there but uh oh actually on the next page one of the panels actually shows Luffy spitting a little bit of blood, or I mean, he's spitting something and it's dark. Hey, it's like, dang, I presume. cut my lip. Yeah, he's spitting a little blood, and you see uh, Django hypnotize himself again. So, well, maybe he's gotten a little bit better. The, that guy is not someone who would be invited on my crew. I, I like his power when it works, but not consistent enough. It's a bit Sorry. risky. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. High risk, high reward. I yeah, guess. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I also loved Luffy's trash talking. Uh, you love to see Luffy kind of, kind of, uh, rustle some jimmies, Jim, jimbies, Jim, jangles, rustle some. Uh, you had it right with rustling you know jimmies. Yeah. Rustle my jimmies. Yeah. Over here. Yep. yeah. Yeah. His, um, his jimmies and, have been rustled. Yeah. And, uh, so, uh, Luffy declaws one of Kuro's hands. I just want to take a moment. Uh, as a big fan of cats, to just point out that declawing cats is inhumane. Yeah, don't do that. And also, please spay and neuter your pets um, while we're on the topic. But overall... All right, Bob Baker. <laughs> it, Bob Baker? You mean Barker? Close enough. People will get it. Are you rust get it. <laughs> rustling Bob Baker's uh, jingles? Anyway. Um, yes, I do agree. The The first half of this volume... or 
first couple chapters is all action. I didn't have a ton more to say. Um, it was it was good enough. Uh, love seeing Luffy fight. The chapter did its job. The flash pack took m- most of this chapter. It felt like maybe not quite half, but uh, I wrote for what? You know, what what is this flashback really achieving as far as the story is well, it concerned? What kind of shows us how he tricked the and navy and why the navy why the him. navy thinks he's dead? It's like yeah. I don't know. Right, right. But, I mean, so, again, we've read ahead. We've read, we're a couple chapters ahead of this in our, our brains here. Um, and while someone reading it through the first time may be like, okay, that's interesting. We we do eventually see Kuro defeated. You know? And I don't see that coming back up, at least not yet. So, um, again, I thought it was interesting. But, uh, yeah, that's all I had for 37, which is... Uh, Dylan to open 38. Okay. And this chapter is when he tells his crew, it's like, no, I plan to kill you guys the whole time. Um, so there's that. And like, I was really confused when you get the blank panel and it's just Usopp in the corner with a paintbrush. But, and then it's, it's hilarious. You get, it cuts straight to Django and he's just like, open your eyes. And like, um, Ty has found the one, the one weakness of hypnotizing is just close your eyes. But then, like, you get to see how Usopp pirates are just, like, cheeky little bastards. Imagine, like, three little, like, Brooklyn paper boys, like, mugging you for your wallet. That's just the, that's just the image they give me. Yeah, because like, oh, open your eyes, and then they jump him. And it's just, like, like, hit him in, like, like, put pepper in his eyes. Like, hit him in the balls of the baseball bat. Ruthless, ruthless children. But this is where I really, my favorite, um, because then they try and assault him again. And he knows where they are, so he starts whooping on them. And the... Uh, you don't see it yet. We'll get to it. But and then this is like a, it's kind of like you have the whole crew. They're like kind of begging for their lives after that. And they're like, oh, why? And he explains it. Oh, you're talking about the back. On yeah, because it's it snaps back to the beach. He's kind of go. He's kind of going over it, and he's like, no, it's like you're the crew. The crew has always been pawns. Your job is to die when I say you're supposed to die. And then you can tell Luffy. Luffy doesn't. He's kind of like I don't. Know, you should care about your crew. And I love the scene where it's just like. How would Usopp beat me? Tell me. It's like, it's your style. And then he's just like back hammer hands him like across the skull. And it's just like, dude, it's like, a, I get that you're supposed to like, it's, it's supposed to be fantasy, but that's not, that's not a blow. You just kind of like shrug off. That's gonna, that's gonna fucking hurt. That's gonna leave your ears ringing. Yeah. And I, and I love the fact that it's just like, he does like the thing where he's just like slouching. And like, oh God, he's using that attack. He's using that attack. And like, Luffy's like. What? What's so special? He's just slouching. Like, I don't get it. What's going on here? And then, of course, you got another lame cat pun uh, out of the bag. Yeah. <laughs> but I think at this point, this is where, like, Luffy gets angry again because he sees that he's just, like, kind of butchering his crew the whole time. <clears throat> and it's kind of like, and the one panel, it makes it look like it's kind of like a PTSD moment for Luffy. Because he's sitting there with, like, a blank look on his face. And he's even getting cut up and not reacting. Just staring at um, everybody getting cut up. I think there is the there is one panel here where it looks like a guy is missing an arm. Oh, you mean like uh, he got cut off? Yeah, yeah. His arm cut off because it's the panel where it says "try to stay small." The guy who's standing looks like he's missing his arm at the elbow, and this is part of this. Is, oh yeah, oh, it does yeah. look like he's missing yeah, his it's arm like some at the elbow. Prior Ryan shit, and it's just like that's where this volume was like. Oh, this volume's just like it's got a bit of the goofy, but it's it's dealing with a lot of the brutal heavy stuff. Yeah, and then. Luffy angry, don't care about crew. And then, like, the end the end of the art, like, the end of chapter art has been, like, phenomenal throughout this whole thing. Like, his hypothetical characters you might have had, this one, you got the sea dragon, 
with a samurai helmet. Oh, yeah. you're talking about the yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I didn't take I didn't take much note of the sea dragon with the samurai helmet, but he's pretty cool. But he said like cool. even like maybe characters and like they look so good and it's like damn, what kind of like we should turn these guys into characters or maybe they will be characters. But yeah, that's that's pretty much all. I, got. I mean, you got a little bit of dialogue, but it's more the dialogue's more along the lines of like, "Girl, I'm a dick." Kill everyone. Luffy's like, I'm angry. I'm going to fight you. I mean, that sounds about right. Yeah, but great, great, great fight. And it's it's kind of weird how it's kind of jumping back and forth, but it is followable. It's not a gripe. It's just kind of different that you're jumping two different fight scenarios at one time. But he's doing, he's doing, it's okay. It's not too jarring. It's not like somewhere. It's like, oh, well, now I don't know what's going on here. That's all I really got. Beat. Yeah, um, I didn't have a whole lot more than what you spoke about for chapter 38. Um, I did really like the tactic there with Kaya and the kids, you know, keeping your eyes closed would indeed be effective against getting hypnotized. And yeah, the kids just jumping his ass was excellent. Uh, love that that little bit of retribution there. Um, again, we get more proof of how unhinged and psychotic Kuro is. He truly has no regard for anyone or anything that stands in his way. Um, and yeah, so there, there are a couple shots where you can see, you can see that just in the way that he's drawn, like his pupils are drawn very, very small. And he constantly has this like crazed smile or grin on his face. Like it's, it's like, now that the dam is broken, all of his craziness just flows and flows and flows. Like he's he's waited so long to be able to show his true colors again that now it's like he's he's completely given into like his insanity, really. Um so I I thought that was that was very very interesting just in the in the way that he was drawn. Um yeah, I uh, I have in my notes. What the heck is the out of the bag attack? Because <laughs> I was like, what what are they saying? And like, I was thinking, taking notes along the way. By the way that they're talking, this is the stuff of legends. Like, is and I was wondering then if that was the same attack that he used on the navy in oh, the previous. Probably. I was thinking, you know, with the it seems to have had a similar impact, so to speak, or to have the same level of of destruction and um yeah so I, I it got me wondering about is that maybe one of the reasons why it is such a um highly spoken of fighting technique um and yeah it seems like we're not we're not really seeing the full extent of the attack but we're seeing that people are actively getting injured and bloodied up and slashed and but maimed. it's like yeah maimed exactly but it's like it's since it's actively happening, you don't fully see the result of it. And I'm thinking the result is what we see on the ship in the previous chapter. Um, yeah. yeah. And then just to speak on, um, on Luffy, I love how frustrated and visibly irked he is with Kuro's disregard for his crew. Like, I like that a lot. Too. Luffy literally cannot imagine how someone could do something like that to people who are loyal to him. And that does speak to his own loyalty and his care for the people in his crew. Like, once you're in his crew, he'll do anything for you. And he just cannot fathom that a captain would treat his crewmates the way that Kuro does. Um, 
And I thought that was great. I thought that was a little moment of, uh, I actually love this character. Because sometimes I forget. Sometimes I forget you that love I love this character. And sometimes I forget that I love Luffy. And then he has moments like that where I'm like, oh, I'm such a sweetie. Yeah. That's all I had for chapter 38. Michael? Question for you about loving Luffy. Okay. Okay. <laughs> So he was talking about Kuro's uh, style. He's like, you ain't got no style. <laughs> Do you think Luffy has drip? Yes or no? <laughs> Is he dripped out? Oh, I don't know. I feel He's like just it's... wearing like a, you I know, feel... a shirt and some pants. I feel like it's, um, I mean, if we're talking purely surface level, I would say that Kuro has more quote unquote style than Luffy does. Yeah. But but Luffy's style is so Luffy. <laughs> like, it's a Luffy. It's, yes. Boo. It's so it's, it's it fits his character so well that I do not see him dressing any other way. So yeah. I guess I do think he, he you know, he's got drip. <laughs> as as they say. As the, <laughs> as the children say. No cap, fam. No cap. FR, FR. Well, Dylan, God. same question to you. Is Dylan, is Dylan, is Dylan drippy? Is... <laughs> I can be when I want to, but. Oh yeah, I know you can. You're looking good right now. Yeah, um, I don't is know Luffy, it. is Luffy drippy or is he kind of dry? No, he's not drippy. Okay, that's fine. I, I think he's wearing a very plain outfit overall. Okay, okay. I digress. So yeah, for this chapter... I don't have a ton more. I like seeing Nami. You know, of course, she's made her way onto their ship and is looting it. She's <laughs> like, huh? I guess there wasn't much up here, but she's taking. She's got a whole sack full of stuff, so she found some stuff she wants. And um, you know, that's all she needed to do. Uh, she she just made this chapter that much better just by showing up. But at the very end, last okay, last Michael. Panel, okay, Michael. You, you don't you don't get to talk, V. No, no. Listen, yeah, the thing right. is, if he if he can call me out on my Zoro fanboyisms, I, I can call him out on him being a Nami fanboy. I can. Them's the Dylan, rules. get the hose for no, the both of us. Nami, fucking mommy. Am I right? Oh. oh. <laughs> um. So no one can see this here because we're not doing video stuff yet. But um, I. In print or in quotes, I put out of the bag, and I drew this little, uh, I drew this little eye rolled guy, and I was really proud of it. Let's see. Oh my God, Michael, you're an artist. Uh, that's kind of how I felt. Yeah, I was like, oh, here we go, another cat pun. <laughs> uh, um, other than that, um, those kids were about to kill Django. Yeah, they had oh, knives. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think they would. I think they would kill Django yes. if uh, given the, the time and opportunity. But yeah, pepper to the eyes, bat to the cojones. I literally wrote cojones. Uh, and then boom, they're hidden again. Um, I love these kids. I forgot how strong of characters they were, even though like they're almost never like referred to by their names or anything. They're, they're so side characters, but they're not really. Um, they're adorable. They are. And then he jumps from the branch WWE style with a <laughs> shovel. Like, come on. These kids uh, should be invited to be straw hats. Or at least start a, the world <laughs> These wrestling. These kids are going to end up in juvie, honestly. They are going to end up somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I, 
Nami with a little heart next to it. She wakes or she wakes up. She walks up to see a massacre happening. And the last frame of this chapter really kind of, uh, I think, demonstrated her shock of what's going on. Um, yeah, Luffy being pissed, getting the getting the anger out, and yeah, just overall, I, I like the chapter. It's it's moving action. It's moving the progress forward. Um, it's got some good action, uh, and uh, yeah, good good stuff. That's that's really all I had to say there. And thirty nine. Yeah, thirty nine. Um, there is we're starting off really nicely with a nice dynamic two page action scene here with Kuro slashing Luffy's side and Luffy grabbing Kuro by the shirt. I love the way that was drawn. Um, you can again, I feel like this has come up numerous times at this point, but I I just love the the way that the action is drawn uh, you can feel the movement like it's it's uh super dynamic super lively kind of draws you in makes you makes you really feel the moment and again the use of the onomatopoeia at the same time i think um really sells it um and i'm also noting that luffy's intent is even more clear now than now that he's seen how badly kuro is treating his crew like it's like this aggroed him. Like now he's he was already angry and now he's angrier. Um, it doesn't deter him from wanting to become a pirate, but it mov- it also motivates him to be better, to be kinder. And I think that's a great character moment for for Luffy and and kind of solidifying his resolve in terms of what kind of pirate does he want to be, what kind of captain does he want to be, and he knows that he does not want to be like Kuro. Um, so that was that was a little bit of nice little uh, character motivation moment. Um, also, I have to say, in 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 seeing the story of Kaya progress, I initially thought that she was going to be more of a filler character, but there is actually a lot to her. Um, in that last panel, um, as Django is approaching her with his spinning blades or I don't, I don't know what the real name of the, those weapons are um you can see that she's kind of made peace with her death when she feels assured that the kids will be okay and she you can tell that she also sincerely cares for for their safety and i feel like they didn't have to go that hard for a side character and they did um I guess in a way she was kind of a driving force in Kuro's story. So that kind of explains why they may be uh, put a little bit more effort into them than maybe was necessary. But I still, I still like that. I like that a lot. Um, um, and then we're going back to some, some delicious fighting. And I, I wanted to highlight the um, Zoro, the Zoro, <laughs> the Zoro Usopp tag team. I thought that was, a very unlikely like matchup and i actually really love their collaboration from zoro carrying usopp to him cutting the branch so that upo us, u, upo i upo can't speak. and zoro <laughs> <laughs> so zoro carrying usopp to him cutting the branch so that usopp can have a clear line of sight with his slingshot i think was really good like um it it was really it was really just a, a a good a good moment of collaboration between these two characters that so far I don't know that we've seen them interact all that much except in this volume so far with Zoro kind of taking the lead on taking care of Usopp while he's injured and I thought that was that was nice um and then 
again, we are, our eyes are wonderfully graced by two big attack shots side to side. Um, it was a delight because we're kind of seeing the parallel, right, between the situation with Kaya and the kids and Django and the situation with, um, with uh, Luffy and Kuro. Like, just the side by side was really, really great. It was a delight, both in how intricately and compellingly they were drawn. Like, just again, action shots is a, a highlight of this manga so far. And in terms of storytelling, like these two major things happening at the same time, it's just a cool concept and it was super well executed. And that was just the perfect way to end this chapter. Kind of like the, I don't kind of hate using that word, but the climax of it, right? Like the, the beginning of the resolution is happening. And I just love the way that it was drawn and conceptually it was great so yeah that's all i had for um for 39 already and then um we can finally get to the point i've been trying to make uh, my favorite django panel is when he's like coming to come to the conclusion and he um it's like flat out like kicks pepper full on but it's like the quintessential michael jackson like grab the crotch foot kick thing that, that michael jackson always does oh, and yeah. I, I just i, I saw true. that and i was like yeah that you you could never doubt it before, but like at this point, it's like yeah, it's like just name a Michael, uh, Mikey J or something. <laughs> like you could you could hear that <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like you yeah, could exactly. You could, you could... <laughs> That's true. Michael yeah. Django. Michael Django. Michael Jackson. Jackson. <laughs> um, but yeah, you like you mentioned the part where um, I, well, I also love cutting back to Earl and Luffy's moment. Like they're having their little their little dialogue, and I think it's just genius. I think um. Who knows, maybe Luffy just got lucky, but I think it's more he's aware, or like a smart fighter, where he's like, I can't see you, so I have to wait for you to hit me. So I'll let you hit me, and after you hit me, I know where you are, because you just hit me, and that's how I'm able to grab you. My thought process behind it, and I really like seeing that. And then, um, he does the slouch thing, like he's getting ready to do the move again, and then, like, he just jumps on and grabs us, like, try the footwork now. Yeah. Didn't think so, idiot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Stupid. Stinky. <laughs> Inky. I fucking love that fucking video. Oh, uh, anyways. But, um, uh, like you said, it's a big Kaya moment, um, where she realizes, like, she finally puts two and two together that she does have the bargaining power, and she's like, alright, well, if you're gonna kill, like, I'll kill myself if you hurt these kids. If I kill myself, yeah. there's yeah, no will. Intense. Yeah, And he's like, well, uh, hold the fuck on, hold the phone. And those cheeky little blighters, like, get a shovel and ram it up Django's ass. Which I will, like, I'll give it to Jago. He recovers from that pretty fucking quick. I, I'd, I'd be down and out for a while if that happened. But, um, also, like, we, you were talking with Zolo and Usopp, um, you're kind of, like, picking up on, the, like, the fact that, like, the whole group is, like, really intuitive fighters. That's the, true. They've only fought together the one time. Zolo is able to look, look at the line of sight and be like, it's blocked. Let me cut this branch without yeah. Usopp saying a word. Like he already knows. He's thinking a step ahead. Like they're co they're so coordinated. And then like that, you see yeah. the little fucking smirk, and then he takes the shot. Yeah. And I love it. Uh, and then we, we cut back to Luffy and Kuro again. I love the fact that like all the pirates are like, oh wait, if he beats him, we don't die. Yeah, go Rubber Boy, kill Captain Kuro. Yeah. And then he whips his head back to him like forty <laughs> yards away. And it's like, who the hell said you could fucking cheer for me? Shut the fuck up. I'm dealing with you next. <laughs> Headbutts curl into oblivion. And then you cut back. Oh, and then, and then you see him honeybutt him into oblivion. That's how you end the chapter. That was that was great. I love uh, the big action shots. And like you said, the side by side where it's yeah. like you see 
Django get so blown good. out of the water and then it cuts cuts like mid action like like you said his action scenes are very yeah. well done because you see him screaming bell you just imagine it's like his head's probably traveling like fucking 40 miles an hour yeah <laughs> and like and i'll say like there was the one time it was really confusing but i haven't had that since and i think that was just because like uh moji was riding the line at the time what are you talking about because when we had the big confusion with um we couldn't tell if moji had kicked luffy or if the uh the lion had swiped him just because the way it just because oh, it was, right, it was right, a little right. weird but everything else has been like very very clear Perfectly on who's clear, do, yeah. who's doing what so yeah um and again and the chapter cuts this little cute little character with a glaive and a plate armor it's like i want that to be a i, I would love that character you like that? that a character. yeah i love that it's so it's so adorable <laughs> oh yeah like yeah. Cause it reminds me of beauty. something from Final Fantasy. It, yeah, that's it really true. does. Yeah. But yeah, that's all I got for that chapter. All right. I want to agree with you guys so much. This chapter was badass. Uh, it, it didn't do a ton plot wise, like for like just story side of things, but action wise, it was him. He is him. Um, He's that guy. The side, yeah. This chapter is that guy. The side by side of Django and Kuro getting defeated simultaneously. Mm -hmm. I I love it. Uh, it. It was a cool fight for for both of them. You know, again the the Django fight was mostly the kids. Like they were really giving it to this grown adult man. Uh, and then Zoro and Usopp rush in. They're on the same wavelength. Zoro knows he can't get there in time, but he knows his boy Usopp has a mm -hmm. slingshot on him. All he does chop that tree down. Let the rest. Let the rest uh, handle itself, which was that was a really fun idea. Um, I thought the author was was really doing some cool stuff with that. And then uh, the I actually thought that fight was a little bit better than Luffy v Kuro. Um, just as far as the, the climax, again, Luffy's way cooler and his his speeches and all that telling Kuro that he ain't shit, that he's not a pirate, that uh, he ain't got style like that was all cool. <laughs> But the the fight itself, You're goofy. I, I thought, yeah, the the actual fighting, the the Luffy was kind of standing around waiting for an opportunity, and I did think it was really cool when he grabs Kuro and slams him into the ground. Like, uh, I don't think this is good radio, but I'm thinking of a movie scene where something similar happens, but I can't name it or place it, so that's all you get. Well, <laughs> thanks for being useless. I'm yeah, right, party. exactly. Ipman, he slams a lot of guys in Ipman. Maybe that's No, there's it. something where they're just waiting, and I think someone's like invisible or moving really fast, and it's just like, boom. But uh, might cut that, might not. It's kind tell of us, silly. Tell we'll us see. in the comments. In the comments, yeah. if, you know, if you know what Michael is referring to, please let us know. <laughs> but yeah, the Usopp Pirates, I wrote this, they're clutch again. And uh, if you... On page 17 of the chapter, uh, it's right before Kuro is about to get ruined. He says, my plan, which made me think, my brand, which is a reference that... <laughs> Doesn't help me he's wearing glasses. My, my brand. <laughs> my yeah. brand. Yeah, he's my wearing brand. glasses. Yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah, Usopp shoots and scores. Love, love all of this. Awesome chapter. The dual defeat of Kuro and Django was huge to me. Mm -hmm. um, great action to end these uh, villains. Or, well, I guess if you've only read up to here, you don't know if it's over yet. But, spoiler alert, it's over. It's over. 
Um, and I think Dylan gets chapter 40. Okie doke. I, I uh, had a good bit for this chapter. Okay. Well, wait your turn, um, Michael. <laughs> I, I mean, I probably won't have much. It's a really good wrap up, I would say, for the um, for this kind of like the kind of the whole like Kuro saga. Eats the shit out of Kuro. It's like, wow, what the hell? He'd be Kuro. Oh my god. And it's like, oh, I'm Luffy, uh, Monkey D. Luffy, and they're like, I don't know who the hell that is. Like, you guys heard of him? <laughs> no, not me either. It's like, well, you better remember that name because I'm gonna be king of the pirates. And like, is this guy an idiot? Is he you dumb? Let's. No, you're not. Yeah, I can do that, that. gave Shut me up. that gave me a Jack Sparrow thing where he's like, "Oh, you're the worst pirate I've ever heard of, but you have heard, heard of, of me." me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's got to be the best pirate I've ever seen. Which definitely fits like Monkey D. Luffy vibes because Jack Sparrow is successfully failing his tasks like that yeah. whole scene. Yeah, but I like how he's like he picks up Crow. It's like take her crash with you and never come back and just like chuck. And I guess they take him with. I don't know. If I was the crew, I'd kill him and just leave him dead on the beach. <laughs> yeah. It's like, you threatened to kill me. You're knocked out. Bye. And then um, it's kind of sweet. He's like, yeah, I did it. Passes out. And Nami catches him. He's like, good job. And it's funny because she's like, oh, even even the mighty Luffy will pass out from blood loss. He's like, I hate them. They're no good. And he's like, well, they're pirates. What would you expect? He's like, steak would be nice. <laughs> I could imagine. I can see myself wanting a steak after something like that. Yeah, okay. same. I mean, Go for it. I love steak. Yeah, steak's good. Lemon broil, medium rare. Eat it for a couple days beforehand. Woo! Well, doing it as a whole roast, right? Pull on a broil and slice it up. Yeah, okay, I was about to say you're making lemon broil steaks. Anyway, I digress. I digress. <laughs> you're making me hungry now. And then it kind of like Usopp kind of has a big redeeming moment because he realizes like if I tell everybody about this, they're gonna be worried forever. When this is kind of just like a one-off event, it only happened because Kuro was here. He's been just tell him I lied. Almost another one of my lies. And then everybody will get on with their lives. So it'll still be a peaceful place. Which, um, you know, kind of kind of reinforces them. Because at first, I hated Usopp. Because everybody everybody has that stereotypical bullshitter. Just lies about everything. And everyone's like, you're so full of shit. Like, no one believes you. Why are you doing this? But at the end, you start to really like them. And it's really hilarious, like, seeing the villagers, like, out of, like, perspective. They're like, oh, it's 7 a.m. Damn, I overslept. Why didn't he come through? He always wakes me up at 7 a.m. Like it's time to go to work. It's like, really? Like, Usopp hasn't come through talking about pirates. Are you sure? That was, that was hilarious. And like one of them's like, oh, maybe I was too hard on him. I should probably go apologize. It's like, they hate him, but at the same time, they've grown so used to him, they kind of love him. And then I thought, like, kind of, it made me giggle, but kind of tugged at the heartstrings, the, the two-page spread. Yeah. It's just like, the Usopp pirates are disbanded. You got the stereotypical, like, snot and tears run down everybody's face. Yeah. And it's just, <laughs> I don't know. I think it's just like, I think it's Pepper's face. Where it's just trying chills to right now. Just pucker in his lips, trying to hold it back. It's just too good. Mm-hmm. And that was, that was the perfect way to end that chapter. I was like, oh, good chapter. So yeah, that's all I got on that one. That was a great chapter. I really enjoyed that one. A lot of tie up stuff, which is usually pretty boring, but they did. Yeah. Yeah. So that was a great conclusion to this, this story arc. Um, it started off, like Dylan mentioned, it was a really good moment for Luffy to kind of reiterate his mission statement that he is going to be the king of the pirates. And I got to tell you, I think the ki- the kid has some potential. I, I, I see it in him. <laughs> I see something in him. Um, and yeah, like Dylan pointed out, the take your garbage with you and don't ever come back sentence. That was great. I was like, you fucking tell them, Luffy. You tell them. Um... And then again, as Dylan pointed out, I I kind of felt my heart 
uh, sink and then kind of swell when I saw Luffy slumping over from his injuries, but then getting caught by Nami. That was an adorable moment. I was like, oh, sweeties. Friends. Yes, they're making friends. Um, and yeah, a snake would be nice. And I'm sure it would help with his iron levels, which yeah. are probably pretty <laughs> low at this point, considering he's lost some blood. Um, also steak is delicious. So yeah, like I get it. I'm, I'm, I'm with you on that one, Luffy. Um, and you know, it's funny, Dylan described that moment as hilarious, but for me, it was a very heartfelt moment that Usopp got what he wanted for the village. He, the village got another boring day and that's, that's exactly what he wanted. Um, and I, I I thought it was very sweet to see the slight concern expressed by the villagers when Usopp isn't doing his usual rounds of fibbing. Um, they've gotten used to it, and he's become part of their da- daily life for better or for worse. And so to have that change is is strange to them. And I I just thought it was a nice, heartfelt moment. Um, I know last episode we were speculating on the children's age. And it is clarified here that they are nine years old. Okay. So they they are little kiddos. They're 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 little kiddos, and that's why I want to protect them at all costs. And all, but also they can defend themselves, which is surprising for nine year olds. Like they kick ass. <laughs> um. And then yeah, the the two page spread at the end. I can't lie. I got a little teary eyed at the end of the chapter. Like. The way they were reminiscing about the little their adventures together and then disbanding the crew and like the way that is drawn, it's so comical and hyper detailed, but it was so emotional despite that. Like they're just trying their hardest to hold back their te- tears and it's not working. And it was incredibly human, even though it was super, like I said, comical and, and hyper exaggerated. It was, I think it was a feeling that we can all kind of relate to or something that we've experienced at some point that, that tug at our, at our heart and that pain of seeing someone go. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah. Very, very sweet and heartfelt and just the perfect way to finish, finish this chapter and this, this um, part of the saga. Michael. Yeah, uh, agree, agree, agree. Uh, that two-page spread is perfectly drawn. It just captures the emotions of this moment where even though it's a grown man and his three child friends, they do have a bond that transcend that no age can really kind of transcend here. Or, uh, what am I trying to say? You know what I'm trying to say. Yes. Um, and the drawing, you get the close up to kind of show how they're feeling, Mm -hmm. but you get the, that kind of far away shot that shows that, you know, he's leaving, they are separating and, and you know that it's okay. You know, the town, the people, they're not going to be any worse for the wear. This was handled without them having any kind of concern. You know, he got his quiet day. Like I think Dylan and you both said, and um yeah i i thought this was an amazing chapter to to wrap this all up um going backwards seeing uh nami rush to luffy's aid 
and just kind of sit there with him while he's recovering, yeah. while he's he's down, you know? Uh, she's just, like, checking on him. She is, she's being there for him. And uh, I, I thought that was really beautiful. Um, you get to see Usopp being humble for once when he's trying to keep everything a secret. Like, the Usopp before all this happened would be like, yeah, tell everyone, please, please, finally, I have something to say. Um, but, mm, uh, right. yeah, like, um, you know, in, in a long story such as One Piece, a lot of change is gradual. But, uh, you know, Usopp had never seen anything like this before. And I feel like he has already started to show, like, character development just within his own arc. Um, and I think that that's wonderful. I think there's so many sweet, charming moments in this chapter that it's better than the action that came before it in, in many ways, I think. Um, I, I love this. I thought this was a 10 out of 10 chapter. Uh, and, you know, again incredible great emotion nothing more to say yeah i think it was the culmination of all of the action that happened is i i would say even more intense than the action itself i would agree with what you said chapter 41 yes so i kind of loved the slice of life vibes at the beginning of that chapter um Seeing them enjoy a meal, Kaya being back on her feet, Usopp doing the opposite of packing light. It all felt very <laughs> homey, and I thought it was just a nice little extra resolution to this arc. It put a nice little bow on it, and I was like, this is, this is sweet. This is relatable. And um, I really, really enjoyed that. And then we have, guys, we have a ship. We have, we a, have ship. a ship, <laughs> a <Yeah>. caravel, nonetheless. <laughs> and and what what a ship it is! Um, I did have a good chuckle at Nami telling Mary that it was useless for him to explain the details of the ship to Luffy and Zoro. <laughs> she says, talk and to she's me. like, "Just talk to me instead." Yeah, and like <laughs> she she's not wrong. Um, yeah. So there's also a, a, a I'm I'm trying to. Oh, yeah, right. I found the, the panel as I'm reading through it. Um, if I recall correctly, this is the first time we see Luffy messing up an idiom. Because um, he uh, he says something about, uh, you're sure adding insult to injury, Miss Kaya. And then, and then um, Zoro in the back is like, try adding icing to the cake, moron. And I thought that was I thought that was really funny, and it felt very appropriate for that character. I don't know if it comes up again, but I really liked it. <laughs> um, kind of a little extra character quirk that I I enjoyed. Um, and then we have this moment again. There are moments where I just love Luffy with all my heart, and there's there's this moment of him with his arm crossed under his chin as he's like staring right in front of him and saying, we're a team, aren't we? That was so pure and so wholesome. And I was like, why are you so sweet? You're going to give me a cavity. Like, <laughs> Kind of reminds you of me, right? Well, I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> but I was like, man, what a sweet guy. Just and again, it's like these moments don't happen very often. More often than not, he's he's got his head in the clouds and off doing his own Luffy thing. But then once in a while, he has these moments of like pure clarity and pure just 
wholesomeness and I love it. I absolutely love it. Um, and we also kind of find out also through, um, a little bit of the, another, um, another flashback here, what, what the reason is behind Usopp's lying. It's not, it's not exactly what I had in mind, but in retrospect, it does make sense. There's a line in there that says, I suppose he had to create his own hope that sums it up beautifully. Um, again, I don't think that it excuses his behavior. I think Kaya actually says that, um, that he, yeah, he had to create his own hope. Um, yeah, like I said, I'm not excusing his behavior. I still think that, you know, a lot of his lying was unwarranted, uncalled for, and I could have done without, but it kind of explains where, where he's coming from. And overall, just the last page I feel was a great way to close the loop on the saga, at least for now. Um, it brought back the same slice of life and wholesome vibes I felt throughout with the crew drinking beer on the ship, Kaya stating that she wants to become a doctor and the kids stepping in at, as Usopp's legacy, I think was just, it was just a great conclusion, honestly. Um, I don't have much else than that, but overall, it was just... It was kind of like we ran a marathon and this was our chance to take a breath and to to rest before we step into the next phase of, of our adventure. But it was it was great. It was really good. I enjoyed it. Dylan? Yeah, I just love how like it opens up and you see Luffy fishing around in his mouth and he's like, oh man, I finally got it out. And uh, Zolo's like, you gotta work on your bone-eating technique. And Nami's <laughs> just like, just a newsflash? Normal people don't eat the bones. <laughs> um, but yeah, you get the you get the the good flashback that kind of like you said explains kind of like kind of why he's doing this lie. He's doing this lie every day in hopes and, and just the pure hopes that one day his father will show up, take him mm -hmm. to sea, which is kind of sad. But like you said, and um, I find it kind of sweet after it's like um, he joins up with the the straw hats. I also love it's like. We're, we're a team, aren't we? He's like, yeah, can I be the captain? And he's like, no, I'm the captain. Stop. <laughs> but you see the kids looking over from the shore, and they're all like, it's like, yeah, he's finally going out to sea. He's being a pirate like he always wanted. It's like, oh, and he's with those guys? I'm not worried at all. He's going to do great. Um, And also, like, the the, the ending, where it, uh, it shows the kids, like, filling his shoes, mm -hmm. being the little rascals of the town. I just, I love that. And then, well... Not in this chapter, but when he was talking with him, when he, when he disbanded, he's like, what are your dreams? And it's like, well, I want to do this, I want to do that. He's like, make one promise to me, never give those dreams up. That's one thing I want you to do for me. Your last order is captain. Taste those dreams with all your might. And I was like, who's up? Uh, I don't know. You're coming around, I'm coming around to you. I'm starting to like <laughs> you. You're still a lying piece of shit and you're really annoying, but you know. Yeah. Yeah. You got a heart. Yeah. But like yeah, and like you said, seeing the seeing the pirate the pirate crew like yeah, new friends, a boat, woohoo! And also, I wow. think when he's describing the sail, when he's like, oh, he's like, oh yeah, it's a caravel. It's got a it's got a jib and a central stern, like a central rudder. I think the jib, I believe, is the triangular sail on the back of it. I think that's a jib sail. I believe. I could be very wrong, but I, th I think that's what it's referring to when he says this. But yeah, boat stuff. Yeah, at first I was like, yeah, for a pirate ship, it doesn't have that many cannons. And I thought of it's like Caravelle is actually kind of a smaller ship. It's not really a big, it's not a big ship. I mean, they did use them as gunboats, but they wouldn't, it wouldn't have many cannons on it. 
But yeah, I mean, great chapter. They finally got a boat. I'm interested in that. I want to see more boat shit. So yeah, Michael? Yeah, uh, free ship. I mean, I guess it costs a little bit of blood on the part of uh, the Straw Hats. But, oh, yeah. let's be honest. He's going to whoop his ass anyways. <laughs> um, I absolutely love the opening scene as well, where they're eating fish bones. And Sora's like, you're not eating the fish bones right, my man, my guy. <laughs> um, Nami, just the voice of reason as always. The way that Luffy stops Usopp's rolling ball coming down, I thought that was funny. Just like, what's up? Also, apparently Usopp's a homeowner. Uh, he's leaving his little home, not selling it or anything. So I imagine someone's going to come lay shop up there. Uh, and yeah, we finally get the going Mary, uh, also known as the Mary go in, in the future. You may hear it referred to as that, not from me and probably not from the manga, but, um, going I think Mary. actually the, the, the manga in the next, next chapter calls it the Mary go. Yeah. I was oh, going to say they? it's referred okay. to as the Mary go yeah. like the start. Oh, is it? Oh, okay. Uh, it's also then it's also referred to as the Going Mary. I might have gotten those uh, mm. mixed up. I think maybe the anime. Either way, um, yeah. I I, that, I don't really have a lot that y'all didn't already cover here. Uh, oh, actually, when Usopp uh, rolls with his bag of uh, things <laughs> of he's everything he's again. ever owned, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, he's like bringing bills that yeah. <laughs> he's never <laughs> he's never gonna pay. Um, yeah it's just a super cute ending Uh, you see Kaya getting ready for the next chapter of her life you see the the Straw Hat crew celebrating hard they got Usopp is actually double fisting it looks like my man what I can only assume to be beer or grog in each hand Um, you see the the children living keeping his legacy alive I mean yeah cute funny sweet new member new like ship me. oh i was gonna say like me i'm cute funny and sweet you do very well <coughs> <laughs> and yeah that's that's really all i got uh chapter 42 will be dylan as we leave syrup village okay uh, i just love that it opens up with luffy being so proud of his just Absolutely fucking stank <laughs> legged fucking flag. Like, I look at that and it's like, if I tried to make like an emblem for a flag, that's how it would turn out because I can't draw for shit. Right. And I like to look at it, it's like, well, it's supposed to inspire fear. And so I was like, well, it's scary. I'll give him that much. And then Usopp's like, you so, let me try. That stinks. And then he does one that's made to look like him, both him and his like, that's not it. Stop. <laughs> How many times we got to go over this? You're not the captain. Stop it. Uh, but then he does it, and then you get to see that it's finally, we've got Luffy's pirate flag. And they're like, oh, man, I love it. And it's like, all right, put it on the sail. And then I, all of us just sitting there kind of like, like, oh, man, now I'm pooped. We did all that work. And all of a sudden, just boom, cannon goes off. And they're like, oh, what the hell? What the hell? Luffy's like, oh, no. Practice, I just play with the cannons. Take a practice <laughs> shot, see how it works. It's like, this thing doesn't shoot straight. This is lame. And then I love how, like, Usopp, who didn't even see the cannon get shot, is like, based on how you shot it, let me only make um, these actually, little minor. Um, excuse me, actually, you're dealing with the trajectory of the wind or how fast we're moving right now. Nerd. But bullseyes the rock on the first shot. He's like, oh, and like he's like, Luffy's like, wow, I hit on my first try. And Usopp's like, damn, I did it. I hit it on the first try too. And then he's like, <laughs> he's like, well, yeah, see, told you, I never miss. So like, you can call me captain. And he's like, no. Again, no. 
a sharpshooter. And then they're kind of like, it's really funny. They're sitting in the fully stocked galley talking about, it's like, oh, what's going to be our next crew member? It's like, what we need. Okay, yeah, well, what is a musician? It's like, what the hell? What? No. <laughs> We're obviously leaning towards Cook, and you went with musician. What the hell, dude? I get it. And then a rando shows up in the ship, starts smashing shit up. Luffy's like, what the hell, dude? And he's like, stop. All right, it's like, I, I don't want to kick your ass, but I can't have you breaking my new ship. Yeah. And I love when you see Usopp and Nami, like, looking out the porthole. They're like, oh, what is it? And it's like, it's just one guy. It's a guy. Let Luffy handle it. Yeah, that, that's Zoro's thing. Uh, is it Zoro's thing? Don't worry about it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it is. Oh, he says how he's many. He's not concerned yeah. at all. And then um, you kind of you, you meet the two bounty hunters, Johnny and uh, Baku. Um, and this was really cool to me because it's like, it's kind of delving into like his, the author's knowledge of the Age of Sail. Where it's like his teeth are falling out, he's bleeding out of old wounds, and it's just like it's scurvy. A fresh fruit on voyages, stuff from scurvy, and that's what happens. Your teeth falls out, your hair falls out, start bleeding out of orifices. Which is why um, pickling became so, uh, pickles was something you'd find mm -hmm. on ships all the time because it was a way that you could take a vegetable yeah. without it spoiling. Easy to preserve or like jerky, you know, like dry yeah, like meat salted and porks stuff. and stuff. Yeah. But the pickles gave you the the fresh vegetables you needed to actually That sounds lovely. I'm huge into dried meats and pickled. Right? Food. Let's go. That's it. We're go we're starting our we're we're going to become pirates, guys, and we're going <laughs> to eat have to go pickled to Somalia. veggies. Um, and dried meat. Um and I love it. It's just like I was just like Sitting on this rock trying to figure out a thing, be peaceful and calm. Then one of you shot a cannon at me. And I'm like, ah, shit, sorry, dude. And he's like, don't worry about it, it's history. It's like, why the fuck do we even bother apologizing? And like, after that, Nami's just like, you're idiots. It's like, how do you not understand? Like, this is basic shit. Like, everyone knows at this point that, no, you need to have, like, citrus and, like, fresh vegetables. Or you'll suffer from scurvy. Mm -hmm. And I think, actually, uh, the way England used to do it, they'd, um, they'd have, like, the ale and shit, but they'd put, like, lime and lemon juice in your ration of ale for just to make sure you're getting citrus in your because it was like it would be like people would make a cross cross ocean journey and like three fourths of the crew would be dead by the time they made it. Some gnarly stuff. And then you kind of you kind of get a little background the fact that you know that Zolo used to run with these guys and um they laugh at him like oh who would have thought you would become a pirate? And of course Nami's like you guys learn anything from this scenario like anything class anything? like <laughs> basics you know learn how to actually navigate all that stuff no okay. Well, I don't know about that. I feel like that's asking a lot of pirates. Yeah. Come on now. Right. right. And then after that, they're finally just like, yeah. And then Usopp's finally like, okay, yeah, we have all this stuff. Hey, how about a cook? Luffy's like, oh, okay, yeah, we'll, we'll go look for a cook. And then they lead him towards the uh, ocean restaurant. Doesn't show up yet, but I love, like, touch on again, but I love the still you get of. It's not yet, but love that scene. But anyways, that's all I got for this chapter. Yes. So like you, Dylan, I really loved seeing the inception of the emblem. I thought it was super funny to see the super janky one. And then after that, you see the Usopp one with the nose. And honestly, even though I knew basically nothing about One Piece before I started this project, I was familiar with the skull and bone symbol with the straw hat on it. So it was kind of fun to see it happen, to be like, hey, that's the <laughs> thing. That's the thing I've been seeing. I know about this. I like this. the first one. The one that Luffy made. I, I think it's it's cute in the same way that you're cute, Michael. One. 
Um, and similarly, I thought it was also fun to witness their roles be a little bit more solidified through their interaction as they're like starting to get comfortable on the ship. And obviously, it makes sense that Usopp would be the sharpshooter. Um, because he he can shoot. We've we found that out. He can do it. Um, also, you know how they were talking about needing a, a musician. I personally volunteer Dylan as the musician of the Merry-Go. Will, will you accept the mission that is given uh, to you? I'm not a musician, but I can be a shantyman. Yes, and that, listen, that's all we need. Um, I also, there was a, once, once the, the two, um, the two other guys are on the ship, what's their names? Can't remember. Uh, Donnie and Yasaku. Yes. Right, right, right. So right, that's right as we're introduced to them. Is that it? But uh, there's a there's a moment, and I can't remember exactly which panel. There's a moment where um, Luffy says, I can't let you wreck our ship. And then he grabs the guy and just yeets him against the wooden wall full strength. Yeah. That was <laughs> I was like, Luffy. Luffy. <laughs> to- do you realize what you said and what you did are completely yeah. <laughs> opposed to one intact. another? I didn't the even think intact. about that. Yeah, I just thought it was. I just thought that was really funny. Um, and yeah, pirates with scurvy, classic. Something even more classic than that is Luffy not knowing shit about anything having to do with being a pirate. Um, and also, I just want to throw that out there also if if somehow i end up with scurvy i'm counting on you guys to give me margaritas to cure me that's how i would like oh, to be well, cured it's gonna be like a flat out lime margarita like on the rocks so you get as much citrus. just make in sure fact, you add a little just a little bit of tequila there might not be any tequila in it well lime please. juice i'm gonna just say please. it's got alcohol in it just please here's your margarita <laughs> it's lime juice and salt all around yeah. the room it's like you know that, that you know what's making you pucker that much that's the tequila yeah, mm-hmm. it's not limes. No, it's. I've had. Work. Listen, I've had many, 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 many margaritas. But y'all can't. You y'all can't lie to me. Um. Yeah. Also, just the notion of a ocean going restaurant sounds right up my alley. Like, and I know, like, we're disclaimer. We're going on a cruise together in April. Like, that's basically what that is, right? An ocean going restaurant, an ocean going hotel, basically. So exciting. So I was just, my brain went like, I would love to be on an ocean going restaurant. And I'm probably like, that's kind of where I'm going with you guys. So, uh, yeah, I thought that was, that was definitely an interesting concept. Something I I I wouldn't necessarily think of in the realm of, if I think of pirates, my brain doesn't go to ocean going restaurant, but um, and then I noticed something towards the very end of this chapter when uh, one of the guys mentions that Hawkeye he was hunting. Yeah, I was going to bring that see, up if you did. You can see Zoro's face where he's clearly concerned. And that makes me wonder what the, like who or what is the Hawkeye that they're talking about. Um, because yeah, you can clearly see that, that Zoro is taken aback and kind of like immediately scared or, or yeah, like I said, concerned. Um, but yeah, that was, that was a nice, uh, nice transition into, um, into what's coming up next. 
uh, that's what I had for 42, Michael. Yeah, um, 42 is very interesting. We're, we're transitioning to the next stage of our journey. And I absolutely adored the creation of the, the flag. Um, Luffy's drawing gives me life. <laughs> um, Usopp's drawing made me laugh out loud. And then the final drawing or final art on the flag is just so iconic. I mean, it is the symbol of One Piece, mm -hmm. you know? Um, when when Luffy draws his Nami's like, is it avant garde? Like she's trying, <laughs> she's trying to understand. She's trying, yeah. <laughs> um, the Usopp flag was not awful, you know. It was at least well drawn, and um, you see Usopp actually contribute to his sharpshooter uh, title there when he when he nails the rock. Uh, Loved this when they're like, yeah, I know what we need. And they're all like, you know, kind of giving each other side looks and elbows. Yeah, I know what we need. Yeah. And Luffy's like, yeah, musician. <laughs> <laughs> Good stuff. Good stuff. Hilarious. Um, we get to meet Johnny and Yosaku. Uh, I think it's interesting that we kind of get their perspective on the world as a whole. You know, as bounty hunters are coming in. They're name dropping one Hawkeye. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm glad you guys pointed that out because it does, you know, make you wonder what does that mean? What could that possibly be? Um, when, uh, I think it was Johnny, who's the one who is on the ship and Yosuke's the one who's either way. Um, Zora was so unconcerned when he said, eh, let Luffy handle it. And I, I love seeing, I love seeing like one guy, one guy. Yeah. Right. Luffy's hand hold multiple one guys. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it, it, it's really just a fun way to get us to the next place. Uh, except for, you know, Yosaku, who's who's dying of scurvy, possibly. Um, thank God for Nami once again. You gotta have someone oh, yeah. like Nami in your crew. It's it's clear at this point that she's the most important straw hat. And, and they would all be dead without her. <laughs> I mean, that's hard that's hard to debate at this point. I don't know. Luffy survived a whirlpool, so Right. Right. Um <laughs> I love how they start dancing and then he falls back over like to his like succumbing to his scurvy. And uh the way that Johnny and Yosuke are so respectful. Uh <laughs> like Zora's like, speak, Johnny. You you can talk, it's fine. <laughs> um and I, of course, as we will see in just a moment, I love the idea of an ocean bound restaurant mm -hmm. ocean bound restaurant. Yeah. Uh and I love the arc that we are about to enter. Um, yeah, just fun transition chapter. Very funny. New characters. We get our flag. And uh, yeah. I will say I kind of love how like Johnny and Yosuku are kind of like Hulk Hogan-esque. But I was like, oh yeah, brother. Oh, like, you gotta oh. go to the restaurant, brother. <laughs> it's just like fucking stone cold to come out of nowhere and be like, can I get a hell yeah? <laughs> But uh, yeah, that's all I had. Um, v? Yes, I got chapter 43. Um, I, I Just speaking about the art again, I loved seeing the animals from Ga Gaimon's Island again as the initial drawing for this chapter. And seeing them um, around Buggy. Just the little, I got the, the, the pig lion. Oh, I would have done. 
I would adopt one. <laughs> yes, I would also. I would give all the kisses to Rocky, but I would also give all the kisses and and snoot boops to um to this little guy there. Very very cute. <laughs> He's very cute. He's so cute. Um, I I gotta say I kind of chuckled at Nami's reaction of being called brother. It comes. It listen. It comes that. with the. It call. It comes with the territory of hanging out with a bunch of guys. You just you get yeah. used to it. Sometimes it's a little bit grating at first when you're new to it, but eventually you just you just have to roll with it, man. That's just the way it'd be. That is just the way it'd be. Um, I liked seeing the ship. We finally see the ship itself. With the fish mouth and just the the way that it's the structured, Bur- yeah. The, bur- is that how you say it, Baratier? Yeah, that's how they say it. Uh, okay. in the anime and everything. Okay, um, yeah. So I thought that the the half. Does that mean shot... anything in French? No. Okay. Are you sure it's not like French for like barista? No, like I can't. I can't. <laughs> it 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 might be a super obscure thing but i don't think that it means anything in french no not that i know of um but yeah i loved seeing the the shot of the of the ship that was um kind of setting the scene for what is uh going to happen you know setting our new location for now um and i would also be very excited if i saw a restaurant ship like that to be honest like that is what right my, that is what my dreams are made of honestly <laughs> Like if I have, if I have wet dreams about restaurants, they kind of look like that, literally, because then <laughs> they're in the water. Um, and then we we are we are stepping into to this uh, this new world, and we're being introduced to a new potential um, antagonist, um, full body Lieutenant Iron Fist, full body. And I, I just had a thought: Is it a theme amongst Navy men to have metal body parts? Like Captain Morgan had the metal jaw, and this guy has, well, you know, an iron fist, as his name, um, kind of tells us. Well, looking at his, um, sorry to interject. Looking at his fist, it doesn't yeah. look like his whole fist is made of iron. It looks like he's, um, like then just a knuckles, knuckles huh? yeah, like brass knuckles. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's true. Oh, never mind. He does have scarring on it, so it does look like it's actually okay. His flesh. Right, right. It looks it it looks like it's yeah. Part I think of it's it. a part of him. Yeah, yeah. It's not yeah, the yeah, whole yeah. fist, but I think the knuckles themselves have been replaced by a metal plate or something, uh, rather than something that covers the the knuckles. But yeah, so I was just thinking, okay, metal body parts. What are, what does that tell me about navy men? Um, I gotta say. Sanji made a very strong first impression on me. I I'd love just the shot of him standing there with the the plate on his head and the plate on his hand. Just also the irony of a waiter slash assistant chef in a fancy restaurant smoking a cigarette. Loved it. I I I really truly loved that. Um, also, just his retort to full body is excellent. Just straight up telling him that he's wrong without missing a beat. Um, like, listen, I love Zoro a lot, but I feel like I'm going to love Sanji oh, equally for different for different reasons, though. But I like the moment I saw Sanji, I was like, 
holy shit, what a great character. Um, and also, the cigarette? Yeah, exactly. And, and like, the bar of chocolate. <laughs> like one, one half, half hour, hour two half hour. hour. <laughs> um, um, yeah, and then their their second interaction is also magnificent. Like this this guy is just on it with his comebacks. Like he just points out that the bug is doing a bath backstroke in the soup. I I just I like him a lot. I love his. I love how 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 dry his humor is. I love how quick and witty he is. And I just I cannot wait to see more, especially with um like the whole end of the chapter makes me like Sanji even more. His um dialogue is great and it says a lot about the kind of person he is. He's witty, he's sarcastic, and he's also he's also a man of principle. You don't um, waste food. You don't. You don't waste food. I can get behind that message. Yeah, I can. I can. I, I typically give my leftovers to other people, but I will happily see them eat them. Um, but yeah, and as previously mentioned, um, Luffy did say that they needed a cook on the crew. So God, I'm hoping that this is the guy because I want to see so much more of Sanji. Amazing character. Also, just quick shout out to the artwork again at the end of this chapter while Sanji's holding the guy by the by the jaw and he's like bloodied up with the mouth agape and the tooth missing. Mm-hmm. Just great art. Great, great, great art. Um, yeah, so that's what I had for chapter 43. Overall, just a great introduction to a new character that I already know I'm going to adore. Dylan? Yeah, I like, again, you mentioned it, I mentioned it before, just the shot of the restaurant itself is so awesome. It's like, I see that, I'm like, you know what, that seems like it'd be fun to work on. I'm being a garçon. Yeah. <laughs> In there. Um, I love, like, uh, it's just like, the whole like going over like the type of wine. It's like oh, it's whole body, slightly acidic. Uh, from hails from this province. Oh, it's this wine. No, you're wrong. Yeah, <laughs> you're, just you're and no stupid. hesitation. Yeah, and everyone laughing at him. It's like I'm so sure. So at that point, we're just like, oh, I, I set this up with the owner beforehand. It's like, yeah, you're a bitch. Like, I don't like you. I instantly do not like you as a person. The fact that you bullshit something because you set it up beforehand. Mm-mm, you're fake. Although I will say, right, but... when the chick is like, every eye is on you, and he's like, not when you are in the room. I was like, all right, that was pretty smooth. That was pretty yes. fucking smooth. Yeah. And then he did the whole wine thing. I was like, all right, you're a fucking loser. Never mind. <laughs> and um, and Sanji is just being like, Mister Steer, your girl. And like afterwards, like see when like he comes oh, yeah. up, it's like waiter. He's <laughs> like, I told you, I'm not a waiter. And it's like looks at the girl. I was like, ooh, very pretty. How would you like to sample some of my stock? It's real wine. I was like, ooh, damn. Got him. Oh, damn. <laughs> and I will say, as a person who just did serve safe, um, his whole thing of, like, you could have taken the fly out and eaten the soup. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, and the backstroke thing is hilarious. Like, yeah, fucking I hilarious. guess. It's, I'll touch on it. <laughs> I mean, yeah, has it been done before? Yes, but it's like, you got the witty, smart-ass waiter. Of course he's going to say something like that. Um, but the thing is, like, with Sanji, it's just like, uh, working in the food service industry myself, it's like, the way he's interacting with the customers, it's like, damn, dude. Like, so you if, wish you could interact you could with them, get right? get away with that, like, the best I could do is shoot them looks. Like, the, oh, you're a fucking idiot look. I can get away with that. But actually saying this shit, and hell, step further, beating the ever-living shit out of him for being on a temper tantrum. Yeah. I, first impression, I like Sanji. I also. Besides, like um, I always forget his name. Obi? 
Yep. The kid, yeah. yeah. Besides him, I think favorite first impression of a character. Because I don't know, Kobe just like something about He's him. He's kind of a puss puss to he start was a off puss puss, but then he started standing up for himself. I really like that. Yeah. I really yeah. like seeing that because you got to see that within the first. But yeah, so far, like, um, and even like the scenery in the restaurant itself is awesome. Because mm-hmm. you, you get the wide shot of the lobby on the inside. It's like, oh, how would a boat that's a restaurant look? And it's like, oh, that, right. That's what I would imagine it would look like. And also when everyone's talking, it's like, oh, it's iron body. Oh, shit. Full body. And like you look in the corner of that panel and the one chick's like, oh, he's handsome and ugly. And, and like the fat guy sitting with her is like sneaking food off her plate. You look at that, you can see him like kind of like side iron her and like going for some of the potatoes. <laughs> I was like, all right. And it's like the more we read, the more I'm like, seeing that kind of stuff that he does like he loves to hide funny little shit like in the background like stuff you wouldn't normally pay attention to but when you actually sit there and take a second to stare at the panel for a minute take out all these little fucking details oh and i didn't even realize like after he does the whole thing he's like oh it's this one am i right and everybody's like wow whoa he's so good at wine whoa what mm. the fuck and it's like no you're dead wrong no you're <laughs> just actually, that yeah. you're actually an idiot yeah that oh, yeah. that to me it was just like not even skipping a beat nope wrong Anyways, yeah. here's soup. Eat it while it's hot. Yeah. yeah. And this whole thing, it was like, yeah, no, I'm not a waiter. I'm the assistant chef. Like, he's yes. Put some respect on my name. Yeah. I also love the chef. Don't, oh, I, we don't Yeah, we don't see as much interaction with them, but like, I the the main chef of the restaurant, I fucking love. Because Luffy's talking with him, he's like, I'm. So-. He looks like your kind yeah, of guy. He's like, yeah, he's like, he oh does. my god, I'm so sorry. Like, oh, I messed up your restaurant. Oh my god, I blew off your leg. And it's like, oh wait, that happened before. Okay. Yeah. It's like, you're going to work for a whole year. What the fuck? And then you cut back to the crew, and it's like, oh, they're probably making them wash dishes. Wash dishes to pay for the damage. And it's like, oh, man. And then, like, Usopp's like, hey, want to go check on them? And you're like, why we're there? Get something to eat? Eh? I'd have you and my crew anytime we're at a restaurant. It's like, yeah, let's go check on it. Get something to eat yeah. while we're there. Yeah. Sure. I'm, I'm, Count I'm, me I'm, in. Yeah. I knew I we kept you around not. for a reason. But yeah, that's all I really got on that chapter. Great chapter. Like, that very much looking forward to the next one. Um, yeah, so I had two pages for this one actually. Uh, two pages, two almost full pages. So the Briatier, just it's a vibe, right? Yeah, it like is. that is that's where I want to be. I mean, it looks like they probably do a lot of seafood, which isn't crazy, but I mean, I love seafood. Out. I'm 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 sold. I would live there. I'm sure they got burgers or something, and they're probably pretty good. I would say the quality of the food at this restaurant is pretty high, if I had to guess. Yeah, based on the decor. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So, you know, they pull up, and the Marines are back. They're back in the picture in a a confrontational-ish way with the Straw Hat Pirates, which we haven't had since Romance Dawn, I think. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's fun. Uh, you know, Luffy lets them know we just made our pirate flag today, and Johnny and Yosuku kind of laugh at that. Oh, also, yeah. like uh, amateurs, <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, when he's when he's like talking to Full Body, telling him who he is, Usopp's just like, "I'm Usopp. <laughs> Shut the fuck up." Um, I don't know what a minister of the navy is. He identifies himself as a, a minister, but he's also a spokesperson. I think of. <laughs> yeah, I guess maybe. Um, you know, Navy, pirate, whatever. Everybody's got to eat. And everyone likes That's to sit true. down and have a meal cooked for them. So it's interesting that they, 
even though full body kind of, you know, he breaks the truce by shooting a cannonball at the straw hats. Um, you know, it, it does represent a place that is in some ways neutral. But yeah. when you're bringing these kind of personalities together, things can get a little heated as as we see. Yeah. And unfortunately, Luffy uh, brain dead knocks a cannonball into the restaurant they are about to visit. <laughs> um, I wanted to point your you guys' attention to page eight. Nami in this chapter has some interesting, albeit quiet, um, story here. I'm not going to push any further on that. I just want you guys to notice it because as we as we you know progress through, uh, we're, we're doing did, these I these little. Did notice that before? Like the whole black panel where it's like, oh shit, she's looking at bounty posters. Dark. Yeah. 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 I, so I, she sees she sees something. Yeah. Yeah. So keep that in mind because you know as we go forward. So far, you know, Romance Dawn, Buggy, the uh, Syrup Village, all of this has kind of been self-contained. There's going to be, you know, connections, but I've said it multiple times. The world building in One Piece is the star of the show. And we're going to start building to a larger and, and just bigger mm-hmm. world here and and you know it's it's small things like this that that you will see kind of developed and and things start crossing and um but not i don't think this is a spoiler but arcs are not going to be as short as they have been we're not just going to do you know nine chapters and we're done with something right. 10 chapters and we're done with something things are going to be multiple to volumes for an arc kind of deal Yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. I will mention, like, um, with the world building you mentioned, like, when the, the issue before, when they're heading to it, it's like, hey, there's this restaurant, but be careful, there's rough characters. It's- yeah, exactly. Like, oh, okay. So. Yeah, it's it's getting rougher. You know, they're leaving the safety, yeah. or they're not leaving yet, uh, but they're, they're, they're working on leaving the East Blue, which is their home. It's all of their homes. Um, and yeah, there, this is a taste of what's to come. And we've, we've had a name drop, drop Hawkeye. Mm-hmm. We've had Nami, you know, kind of leering at a wanted poster. We're getting these, these small, but really big, honestly, they, they seem small, but these are huge world building stuff happening. And I just wanted to make sure y'all saw that. So it, it you know, it pays off mm-hmm. when, when that, that kind of um, happens or, or when you get some kind of resolution on that. Because, I mean, I don't think it's a spoiler to say, look at this panel. Right, just pay isn't there something? Yeah. Isn't there something interesting going on here? Do you see that? Yeah. Um, but, uh, like yeah, Johnny I said, Yosuke, I, I appreciate that because I'm someone that doesn't necessarily catch on these things. So just, I got to be here for my V. Yeah, just give I mean, it, giving me the little hints once me, in a while. Give yourself some credit. Really you pointed it. out the whole accent thing. That was... That shit blew me the fuck away. Yeah, that was all-star. That's true. Okay, thank you. Thank you. I'll be here. (laughs) I'm not quitting this. Uh, But the gum-gum balloon. Have we seen a gum? Yeah, we saw him gum-gum balloon in one of Buggy's balls. (laughs) So (laughs) uh, we get to see some ship-on-ship violence. Uh, (laughs) But, uh, you know, everyone's... Like the ship is clearly hit by a cannonball, but people are still eating. It didn't get evacuated, as far as we can tell. Or maybe there's a period of time that we just don't see. But full body goes in and sits down and eats. So right. I don't know. But maybe they they just used to that kind of thing. yeah, un- unbothered. Uh, you guys talked touched on it quite a bit, but 
full body getting the wine dead wrong while everyone's watching him. All eyes so are on good. him and his his date. Very well put together. The art in this whole chapter was good. The writing was so good. I can't wait to just dig into what uh, the Baratier has in store for us. Uh, there's so much coming. And I will say there is um one thing that was pointed out that I it kind of spoke to me working in the food industry, where it's like, oh, waiter. He's like, I'm not a waiter. I'm, I'm the assistant chef. All of our waiters jumped ship last week. Working in the food industry, that kind of shit happens. Yeah. yeah. Dylan, I imagine you're yeah. like, yeah, yeah, I get it. Yeah, <laughs> sounds about right. Been uh, there, yeah, I've been there before. And like that, that to me was just like, oh, shit, that's probably not as exaggerated as today post-COVID, but that's something, Dylan. in restaurants, it's something that happens all the fucking time. Tell me Sanji is not exactly how back of house would be if they were thrust into front of housework. I mean, yeah. You know, if you get like the headline <laughs> cook out there, it's like, oh, my steak yeah. is, uh, it's, it's, I said medium rare, but it's like pink in the middle. It's like, that's medium rare, you fucking idiot. Next time order, well done. <laughs> Eat your fucking food. Get out. Yeah. Eat your food. Get out. Yeah, just <laughs> kick them out as the first resort. Yeah. Um, yes, uh, Dylan loves Zeph. He is such a weird, fun, cool-looking character. Yeah. Um, you finally get to see a peg leg in one piece. And That's true. Yeah, for pirates, I mean, it takes what? How yeah. many chapters before we finally see a peg leg? 43. But, uh, yeah, you know, the conversation, the negotiation between them... Uh, doesn't go well. Luffy does not want to spend a year here, but he does want to make amends, and that's admirable. Um, for the the backstroke joke, I put yuck yuck yuck, um, very sarcastically. Because again, I used to I I read that joke back when I was like five years old in a joke book. Like, come on. <laughs> but uh, it sells but the whole like sassy waiter thing a lot. No, it, I get right, it. exactly. I think it's part of his sass. Maybe he's even heard the joke before. Yeah. <laughs> I probably heard somebody um, say it to him. I was like, oh, that's good. But yeah, you, you you see Sanji body, Mr. Full Body here. Yeah. He fucks him up. Like, the, the, this chef is no joke. And yeah, love Barate. Love the characters that we're getting introduced to. We get another chef in the next chapter, which we'll get to in just a second. And... Yeah, this is Baraccia. This this arc that we're embarking on is some of my favorite One Piece. And yeah, that's all I got. Um, again, I told you I had two pages on that bad boy. Yeah. Uh, Dylan, take us home on forty four. Alrighty, and this is where like the head chef interaction I was talking about earlier. I fucking love these first couple panels. Again, get another great shot of the restaurant with the damage in the roof. You get to see the little blown out roof there. And then Luke's like, he's like, all right, come on, cut me some slack. Like, I'll work for a week. Head chef's like, that's not going to work. Like, you don't understand. Like, it costs more than that. And the next thing, it's like, you're going to serve me for one whole year. And the whole time he's doing it, he's like, kind of like, not in his head, but not in his head. Like, his giant chef hat is like smacking Luffy on the top of the head <laughs> when he's doing that. And then Luffy's just like, hey, man, it's like, look, listen to me. Like, I've already worked. I've already waited 10 years to be a pirate. I can't waste another year. I'll give you, I'll, I'll permit you. To give me a week to work it off. And then Head Chef doesn't like that and hits him with the special peg leg kick. And that, that whole panel is just the way he draws it, Luffy's face when he's getting kicked in the neck with the peg leg is just fucking. Yeah, I love that. That made that. me laugh my ass <laughs> off. I love that. 
And then he's like, what all permit is for me to decide? And Luffy's just like, well, you must be feeling better. And then he's like, all right, fine. Your time's so precious. I got a solution. Give me a leg. <laughs> and he's like, oh, he's like, what? No, I don't want to do that. You're crazy, mister. And he's like, I'm not Buggy the Clown. A little throwback. Okay. Mm-hmm. And he's like, uh, and then he's just like, you know what? You don't understand the severity of this. And just like, I'm like, fucking hits him with the people's elbow. Coming from the top <laughs> turnbuckle. And then eventually they go through the floor and that. And then you get to see the other, the other chef you mentioned. What's a patty cook? Um, assuming in the washroom. And again, after recently doing serve safe, I don't hear a sink running and hands being washed. <laughs> uh, and he's also plucking nose hairs and then come, then comes, comes right out. I mean, he, he might've washed his, I hope he washed his hands. You don't see it. And he's also saying, enjoy your poop. Monsoor. Come again yesterday. Okay. This guy, this to me is like, what happens when you get a line cook to work the front <laughs> of the house? Not the headline cook, a line cook to work. <laughs> work in front of the house and he immediately comes out and it's because his whole thing is like the customer's king customer's always right customer gets what they need life play he's he's towing the company line where sanji's like no you're disrespectful you don't appreciate the food fuck you where he's like it doesn't yeah. matter they're a paying, i don't care if you're paying yeah they're yeah, a paying they're it. a paying customer you pamper him. comes out sees sanji's beating the ever-living shit out of this spoiled brat and they go back and forth they're arguing, they're arguing. Eventually, Head Chef falls to the ceiling because he just elbow drops Luffy. And he's like, oh, you broke my ceiling. That's going to cost you, too. It's going to be another another year. I don't think he actually says that. But he's like, that's your fault, Brad. And he's like, you jumped on me too hard. That's on you. And then, um, much like a, a Head Chef, well, besides the whole, like, he's, like, attacking customers. Besides him attacking customers. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, then, and then, well, well head, right, a, head a head chef, if you're, like, really disrespectful for the serving staff, like, they'll come out and be like, hey, guess what? We know, we will no longer serve you. Get the fuck out of the restaurant. And they see it's like, they're kind of going back and forth with each other, and he's just like, all right, you two, if you're going to fight, do it in the kitchen. Like, customers don't need to see you doing, like, you don't need to hack shit out in front of customers. Go to the back where no one will hear you. The shit I've had to say before. Like, ah, no, 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 stop. Go to the back. If you're going to argue, go to the back. Don't see that shit. I love how you're not, don't argue, but rather argue yeah, there. Yeah, go where they can't hear you, because I don't, I don't, mm -mm. don't need this shit. You don't care if they're arguing. Yeah, I don't give a shit. I mean, it's a restaurant. Um, And then uh, after this, all this happens, then uh, one of the Marines comes up and he's like, oh, no, like, we had a pirate escape. We're going to try. And he's been starving for like six days. We don't know how he got out. That pirate just fucking born. Just mercs his ass. Yeah. And after dead. he does that, the one guy's like, all right, customer, party of one. Doesn't even bat an eye. And it's like, so, like they were warning before, where it's a rough and tumble place. It's like, no, this is normal operation. Damn, someone got murdered. Well, he's not going to be a customer. Let's serve the murderer. And then he sits down and he's like, all right, bring me food, anything. I'm starving. Like, I'm Guy comes up, gives him the line. He's like, oh, yeah, what can I get for you? What can I get for you? Food. And he's like, well, he kind of looks him up and down. He's like, this is the rudest thing a server can do. It's like, can you afford it? And he puts a gun to his head. He's like, do you take lead? And the guy's like, oh, you can't pay? Do you take lead? Fucking yeah. Just I love this. Slams him to the ground. It's like, if you can't pay, you're not a customer. Get the fuck out. And just like yeah. throws him right. right the fuck out. Which I've, again, not violence. Not the violence. I've done something very, very lightly similar. But a customer complaint. It's like, hey, it's going to be 45 minutes. It's like, oh, no, that's unacceptable. I'm here right now. I was like, oh, okay, cool. Next. And of course, the head chef's like, oh, "You broke one of my damn chairs! Like, come on now, I'm trying to run a, <laughs> to run a respectable joint here." Kicks the shit out of him. Crowd loves it. 
And then at the end of it, he's sitting out and you see Sanji. Feels bad for him. He's like, oh, I'd never deserve anything like this in my yeah. life. It's so good. And like you said in the, the intro, like, again, Luffy is watching over, sees a person's true character, and he's like, all right, that's my cook. Yeah. Great. I love this chapter. This chapter is fucking awesome. It makes me so excited for going into the next one. Yeah, um, Dylan, you covered a lot of what I was thinking. You read my mind. Um, you know, with the, the whole interaction with um, Luffy and the chef, his name is Zeph, right? Is the name of the chef? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yep. Their whole interaction. In my mind, <laughs> I was like, chef. listen, <laughs> right? <laughs> In my mind, I was like, guys, guys, can we not compromise? Like a year is too long. And I also understand why a week can be seen as insulting. Like, you destroyed the guy's boat or part of his boat. Let's compromise. Let's do a month. How about a month? Maybe maybe we'll get there. Um, and yeah, Dylan mentioned uh, Luffy saying, I'm not Buggy the Clown when the chef mentions uh, taking his leg. Cracked me up. I was like, ah, that's funny. Um, and then, yeah, we are introduced to Patty Cook, who I thought was a very interesting character. I think the thing that I noticed the most is, I know it was probably meant to be comical, but I fully appreciate the variety and speech patterns. Like, it seems like everyone kind of talks the same way, but this character has, like, a speech impediment, clearly, or something like that. And I feel like that's the first time I noticed that kind of variety so far in this manga. And I thought that that was an interesting choice for that character. And um, I think Michael said that, um, or Dylan said, I can't remember, said that Patty Cook was if you had like a line cook working as a server. Um, I thought that was that was clever because, yeah, that's that's exactly right. That's the same the same vibes I'm getting from Patty Cook. Um and to to full body's credit, I feel like he does have a point where, well, he says that these three don't behave like restaurant staff. I think they do behave like restaurant staff, but they behave like back of the house staff, like Michael pointed out. Like they, these people are not meant to be front of house. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's like, that's how they act. It's just, they're in the kitchen. Right, exactly. <laughs> um, like, th- this is not where they should be. Um and I just, um, in more general terms, this whole finding a cook arc resonates with me a lot. Um, I feel like food is incredibly important for a variety of reasons, and I'm, I'm not going to get into it super deep, but not only is it necessary for our survival, but it's also culturally and socially significant. Like, it, it food brings people together. And on a more personal lo- note, I love to cook it's how i unwind after a super long day's work it's almost kind of um what's the word meditative and therapeutic for me and that's also how i show my affection for people is through food i love cooking for people and knowing that they feel happy and nourished when they're eating what i serve and to that extent I really want Sanji to join the crew. I feel like, like me, he takes pride in his craft and he gets a lot of satisfaction out of cooking a good meal for people. And to me, that's the mark of a good, a good chef or a good cook is someone who enjoys doing it and finds a lot of satisfaction in, 
in that well to me it cooking is art it's edible art and it's delicious and beautiful so um i feel like i'm definitely going to enjoy this arc and i'm going to especially like the character of sanji is what i'm what what i i my my first impressions are upon these first two chapters of entering this new um this new territory so to speak this new setting in uh, in our journey um but yeah other than that dylan kind of covered all the points that i had for chapter 44 and that's it for me i will say Michael? i'm kind of oh, wondering dylan? if we're gonna have like any like ghibli-esque food shots mm. i hope we do uh, i mean that's always right so <clears throat> um i for this chapter again yeah you guys grabbed a lot of the headlines here but i i love the interaction between luffy and zeph i think that that is a match made in hell not heaven uh, <laughs> this is this is someone who's serious about running a business and someone else who's really only serious about <laughs> uh having a good time and justice i guess you know their own idea of justice but um i just when he uh like gives him the fucking business through the floor into the dining room and he's land he like lands on Luffy uh in there and all this stuff's going down it's just so funny i think at some point luffy's like this place is a madhouse and yes yes it is luffy yeah. welcome to the madhouse um this is somewhere where i would expect you to thrive you seem to enjoy these kind of chaotic things I really enjoyed Patty. I also pluck my nose hairs. Some people <laughs> think I'm crazy about doing that because it's such a sensitive spot, but I'm not. I'm tough, you know. I'm just built different, I guess. Um, love Patty's idea of customer service. Loves the customer up until the point where they're not a customer. They don't have money, no. <laughs> and then he slams them through the table, even if they're pointing a gun at him. I thought that was so badass when he's like, "You take lead." Patty didn't blink an eye. Dude's through the table. Then. Um, Sanji was about ready to kill the guy, uh, I believe here. Who's, oh yeah, he's got, um, full body in his hand by the throat here when every, when everything goes down and yeah, it's just, it's such a good chapter here. Uh, I also love full body moping, like a, even a Marine Lieutenant is yeah. like, you guys realize who I am? I mean, come on, what the hell? Uh, but the Marines are taking some L's here. You know, you, you show up, or they show up, the Straw Hats show up, everyone shows up, I guess. <laughs> and, and you know, you see the Marines, you're like, oh, we got, we're going up against the Marines. And then and then the, the chefs of this restaurant show him the door, kind of. Uh, and I just thought that was really interesting. You know, yeah. the, the Marines are here at this neutral ground, and they're getting handled. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of them gets handled by one of their prisoners. When that guy gets shot, that was a pretty yeah. intense panel with the little silhouette in the background. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And like the blood splurting out from his mm-hmm. shoulder or something. Yeah, that was good. And then Full Body himself is just covered in blood. Like, come on. Wow. Full Body and I think Jin, Gin, we'll call him Jin. Uh, they chose the wrong restaurant to mess with. Yeah. Patty is absolutely fearless. Sanji, equally fearless. And it's just such a wild way to run a restaurant. I guess the guests are getting a show with their dinner, which is pretty right? cool. 
<laughs> and then, yes, the, the last segment where Sanji feeds someone who is hungry and in need mm-hmm. and is probably not a good person, held a gun to his partner. You know, like, that's very principled. A uh, great final scene. And and Luffy says he may have found his cook. I guess we'll see, you know. Um, and, I mean, just wow. Amazing chapter. The two chapters together where we're introduced to Baratier just form such an compelling arc and i think this arc is buoyed by some really great characters and a really interesting setting and not just that we got marines and marine prisoners showing up like do you guys have any idea where this is going this yet like do you have any ideas because i feel like it's so up in the air with all the stuff that's going on here i don't know i feel like it could go in so many different ways Based on the way I've I, seen the Marines, I think Full Body's going to come back for vengeance. That's my guess. All right. All right. Uh, we will see. And that takes us to the end of Volume 5. Obviously, I'm going to get our last thoughts on it, but I did want to kind of open a, a small mini volume here of the, the cover story with Buggy. Thoughts on that? You know, he's he's at an island and he finds a bird. He's trying to eat the bird because, you know, you got to eat. Buggy's got to eat. A clown's got to eat. You can't just live your life eating children's laughter, right? He could also die. But he doesn't want to die. Just We'll see if Gaiman well, ends up it's not about It's him. not about what he wants, Michael. It's about what <laughs> I want. <laughs> you want him to die? Do you want Gaiman to shoot him? Sure. When the last panel sure. we saw him was guy man looking at him. Yeah. His chest. Yeah, exactly. Like you know exactly where he's at. Um, I guess this this volume doesn't really develop it, but we will see more of this cover story. But yeah, I mean, Buggy's lost. He's just trying to get by. Any thoughts? I mean, you don't have to have thoughts. I was just curious. Is he gonna end up on the Baratier? Who knows. No, I just thought it was like Buggy's got to eat, don't he? He, de- he does got to eat. I just kind of looked at it as like a cutesy. Oh well, what would happen if? Yeah, we're he not did survive. It's letting us not forget about this character <laughs> as much as we want to. <laughs> okay, so um, I'll go first with the thoughts on the volume as a whole. Yeah, here. This may come off a little controversial. I, I thought the first half of this was good, not great. I thought there were tons of emotional moments. I thought the action was good, not great. Um, but it just didn't it didn't pull me in like the first, I guess, three quarters of uh, the Syrup Islands did. And even then, Syrup Islands kind of had some flattish moments. Again, we picked on the boy who cried wolf kind of deal. And yeah, I I don't think it's bad by any means. I think it's good. I think it is maybe a little bit better than good, but especially when it's eclipsed by literally two chapters of the Baratia. And I even like the the chapter forty one where they meet Johnny and Yosuku as they're on their way to the Baratia, or maybe forty two, I think is what it was. Yeah. Good, not great, into great borderline amazing with the Baratier stuff. So overall, I would give this this volume as a whole a, a high grade. Love it. Um, v. 
I actually liked the whole thing. Um, I thought the the former half of it was a fantastic conclusion to to the syrup village is that it how we call it yeah yeah you can call it um yeah so i thought that the it was a really good conclusion to that and then it was a great opening to the next phase in the adventure like i i I don't think i would have changed anything if i'm being honest now whether or not i I don't want to say that i'm calling it perfect but i think for what it was i'm not sure how else it could have been executed to make it better so i really appreciated that and i feel like in in the um, the former half of the of the volume there is a lot of character growth and i think that's not uh something to um to neglect i think it's important to point out those those character moments that um that make this manga so far very relatable and also i feel like captain kuro was such a good villain that I just I loved I just loved seeing him in action. I loved seeing his downfall. Like I I really enjoyed him as a villain. I thought he was a true villain, which isn't something that can be said about many villains nowadays. Um, but yeah, I I I really really thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, I don't know that I feel comfortable giving it a score. You don't have to score it. All I said was it's really good. Yeah, like it's just I know that. You know, if I if I if I don't want to skew my scale, you know, because I feel like in right. some ways it's probably going to get even better. So who am I to give it an eight, for example, at this point? Like, I don't know exactly. how good it's going to get, but I I very, very much enjoyed it. And um, with how it ended, you know, how the volume ended, I'm also very eager to find out more and see how how things happen on the Barate and how um, these new characters are going to be fully integrated into the storyline and whatnot. Like there's a lot of potential there and I have no idea where it's going to go. And I'm super excited. Yeah. Dylan. Yeah. Like what kind of with you, um, whereas like the start of the whole like syrup Island or whatever, it was like to me, like really, really, really lame. Um, uh, so yeah, I didn't like to start that, but I thought the way they wrapped it up, it kind of like left you with endearing thoughts of all the big characters from that arc. Um, and the, like the more I'm like looking into it, I have my gripes about. It. It's like oh, I wish we just finish up an arc instead of starting a new one in the middle of it. Like, um, now that I'm looking back on it, it seems like when he was writing this, he was writing it with the intent sold by volume. It's each each of the volumes so far have been ended with a fucking solid hook. Which is like, damn! I just want to get my hands on the next one. So it seems to me like that—that that was the strategy behind how he's laying these volumes out. Where it's like, all right, you get a conclusion, and then I'm going to leave you with a really strong hook. Want to go buy the next volume? Yeah. At first it was griping, but the more I'm looking back on it, it's like, mm, from that sense, it makes a lot of sense if you're trying to push sales that you have these really strong hooks into new arcs at the end of all. The- but no, I thought it was—I thought it was super solid. I, I get what you're saying, where it's like the last two, three chapters kind of overshadowed a little bit. Um, I wouldn't say completely dwarfed it, but like it, it did no, overshadow no, a little no. bit. Um, but I did really like how like, the fight ended up, and the the whole like Tarantino jumping back and forth between two separate fights at the same time. Mm-hmm. Normally, if you told me it was going to do that, I think I'd be like, "That's dog shit. I'm going to hate it." Turned out, I actually really enjoyed how it played out really well. Where it cuts like one one full page is the kill blow on this guy, the next page is the kill blow. 
I'm between this volume and like the big buggy fight volume being my favorites. Couldn't couldn't tell you which one I like more. Those two were very close. That's making me think of something, just real quick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm wondering if this the disparity between how I feel about it and how you guys feel about it might be explained by the fact that I don't think I'm the target audience. You know, this being a shonen manga, and it's not that I don't appreciate what you guys are saying. That's not the case at all. But I feel like I I tend to like more of the like big dramatic moments and yeah. the intense emotional stuff that's more like typical of Shujo stuff. But like the action stuff I appreciate, but maybe not as much as the target audience would like in this case, you know, being shown in for, for men or boys. So I'm wondering if that has anything to do with um our if difference in, of opinion. Of course. Yes, you may. Be over here being so, like, as a woman. No, I'm just kidding. So I think while the action was really good, I think uh, for Syrup Village, Syrup Island, whatever, um, I think the emotional moments were some of my favorite parts, like mm. the disbanding of the Usopp pirate crew. Oh, God. Yeah. Whoa. And then the kids yeah. Yeah. running back. Oh, pirates are coming. Yeah. Like, I love story and, and world building. And I think in, in some cases, I felt like the action maybe fell a little bit flat. Like, Luffy and Kuro's fight was was good, but it wasn't great um, i can see that. it wasn't as epic uh, as you would expect it to be in right certain senses, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and the Django fight was it wasn't much of a fight but it was super cool and it was mm-hmm. almost an emotional type of situation more so than an action one in many ways I mean, the kids were hitting him with hammer or shovels and stuff, but it wasn't like a traditional type of action. They're not right. squaring up to each other. And Zoro and Usopp, when they finally get there, they end it real quick, you mm-hmm. know? So I think there's some truth to what you're saying, but I do appreciate the syrup for um, some of its emotional mm-hmm. peaks, which I, I think it really did. And and then just the Barate just oozes style. Right. Like, it's just pure. It really does. Cool. But yeah, uh, Dylan, any last? Uh, it's like we pretty much hit all the points. Right on. Okay, volume five is under our belt now. We did and it. I I officially lift the embargo on volume six. We can continue the saga of the Baratier. And I just want to thank you guys as always for joining me and just hanging out, having fun, talking One Piece. You guys are wonderful. We're getting ready to go on our Christmas slash holiday break here. And um, we're going to we'll be back in the new year. And yeah, I just want to thank all the listeners for listening. As always, we are dying to hear from you. We would love to to interact. Please shoot us an email at podpodfruit at gmail.com. Uh, check us out on Twitter. Our handle is at podpodfruit. 
And please check out us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Podcasts, wherever we can be found, and give us a rating. We would love for you to rate us. Uh, and if you're not giving us a full rating, please tell us what we could do better. We'd love to hear from you. We thrive on yeah, be honest. that kind of... Yeah, we, we, we just want to hear what you have to say. And um, thank you so much again for listening. And as always... Bon voyage. Hasta bon voyage. la vista.